Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, report were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Cheers, guys! Wow. As you can see, viewers, we're going to celebrate your mood today because Jen. So we have the lovely Jane, Jane Grey here today. I'm just going to read it out. Hi, Jane, yeah. Jane Grey here. Hi, Jane. Jane Grey? Jane Grey. Jen can't comment on. All right. As you can see, people, we're in a festive mood today. Celebrate your mood. Fist. Because Jane is here to tell her life story. Hello. We've just had lunch with Jane and Jen and Kaz and Tucker. And, um, An eventful lunch. It's four pages. Four pages. Four Let, pages. Let's see how much we will get through. But it is see ya, Jane. An, eventful, an eventful life with twists and turns and some kinky dimensions. I mean, where do we start? I'm here for the kinky <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I just want to tell you from the beginning, I'm here for the kinky stuff. <laughs> stay so stay yes. tuned for the kinky stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, Jane, where I, were you born? I was born in Edinburgh, um, but my parents were English, um, and they moved up to Edinburgh before I was born. I think my mum, who's very much like me, very spontaneous, she's like, right, I'm going, I'm going to bloody Edinburgh. And then my dad was like, yeah, okay, I'll come too. And then... Uh, that happened. Um, Where, where's your Scottish yeah. accent gone? I know. Everyone thinks I'm from Bristol now. <laughs> born, <laughs> right? in, born in England, though. Yeah, Edinburgh, classically, uh, canonically, born. is in England. Yeah. <laughs> you got me there. You got me there. I don't know if it's, I don't know if you've but heard you of it. But you said your parents it's, moved um, to Scotland. A place called Scotland. Yeah. Um, I've heard of it. North of the Watford Gap. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> outside Hackney I'm sorry yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. so sorry when you come outside of Hackney I'll get a bit lost <laughs> yeah oh, oh. <laughs> take me back yeah, yeah. I, I have been living in Hackney for a while so yeah yeah I grew up in Scotland um, but yeah no accent anymore I suppose yeah. I think that's probably posh school and now living in but Northern. if you go back there do you get the accent again oh I, it comes back extremely like not like Glaswegian that's like really strong like I don't come from there but that's really nice but I don't come I from like there. You got it locked. You got it locked. You still got it. <laughs> so, it, when you sent us the stories, you started with <laughs> private school. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah. So, I it. think what I'm an only child, and I think my mum never had a good education. Uh, and my dad had this like sort of decent job going when I was starting to grow up in software, although he's a, a musician at heart. Um, oh. yeah, yeah. And, um, I think they were like, right, well, we'll, we'll spend money on her education. But I think now it feels like such a, like a reverse stigma because like you don't want anyone to fucking know that you went to private school, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, because I don't come from money. I don't come from a background like that. I just, uh, was lucky enough to sort of do well and like got in and all that kind of thing you're one of the but lucky it, ones yeah but that's totally it like yeah. it is insane like you shouldn't have to pay for education no like, definitely not nuts i totally disagree with it and mm. i hate the elitism and especially with tourism and you know this sort of club that comes along with that and also then if you don't come from that then you're not part of that either so you're sort True. of i think i grew up in this sort of limbo of not being like from a specific kind of 
background do you know what i mean like not uh, I mean, how it wasn't the, working class but how I wasn't your friends posh. class do you mean uh, yeah the other way right. around but i think i was quite lucky with when did they look at you like a posh up. kid then because you went private school Is well that... n- no not in that way like um i think i've always managed to fit in sort of anywhere i've in, yeah. sort of yeah. grown up in but that's probably because just how like you i felt. had to grow <laughs> up <laughs> anywhere i can find myself yeah so it's interesting like i'm so grateful for my education i had it's a really nice school like i had the best time and you know a lot of people don't have a good time at school and it was my home for, for a long then. time it's fortunate super fortunate mm. so i mean yeah but if it was up to me um everybody would have the same level of education that's not too much to ask for is it really no. yeah because yeah, <laughs> i do talks in state and private schools yeah. and the kids sometimes read excerpts in the state schools right. it's, it's hard for them sometimes to read but okay. in, in the independent schools, they're very confident. Yeah, is, that's totally where I get it from. Is that where I you was, got your theatrical uh, skills from? I, so? I guess I also just like come from a family that is quite like um, outgoing and 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 everything like that. And, I, and both my parents, I'm an only child, and both my parents were like, do whatever you want to do. Like they're pr- pretty gregarious people as well. And and yeah, I was never shy. <laughs> 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 I was never shy, so that makes sense in a lot of ways. Um, so yeah. Um, what did you say? <laughs> <laughs> About your theatrical skills. Oh, Where yeah. did they come Actually, from? Actually, my, my grandma, do you know, I, I don't know if you had to do this when you, when I was applying for like normal uni, um, at one point I was just going <coughs> to go study psychology because I didn't get into drama school the first on the first go because it's a bloody nightmare. So I was like, right, I'll go and do psychology or something because that sounds fun. And you have to write a personal statement. I don't know if that <laughs> exists any, uh, anymore or whatever, but you kind of have to like, write about yourself like i'm great but not that great like i'm really modest <laughs> but i'm really great and you have to like have like an opening statement and i i think i wrote Did you have to write it to, to the to the university to, the university. to be like let me in i'm great right. oh, it's such a load of wank anyway yeah. um i opened with the fact that my the, the previous week my grandma had told me my dad's mum she remembers when i was about 18 months old and they would look after me and i'd be sat in front of this mirror uh, just like you know, a little toddler, like fake crying like this, like, <laughs> and then being like, "Is that any good?" <laughs> Seeing how convincing I was, crying. So, um, for sure, professional, just straight from 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 day one. Yeah. From day one. From day oh. one. Yeah, definitely. Can I yeah. pause it quickly? Yeah, you got lipstick on your teeth. Oh, fuck. Yeah, because if not, we would have gone the whole podcast okay. noticing yeah. that. <laughs> I shouldn't have bothered with the lipstick. Little. Get it off quick before Jen wants to You're take a break. <laughs> uh, do it. Time. Okay, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Carry on. Carry on. Just All tell right. me. Mm. Just go All right. So we've been having a laugh, but yeah, tragedy befell uh, your family yeah. when your mum they, they tried for a sibling. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. So I'm an only child, but when I was seven, uh, my mum uh, had a stillbirth and it was really horrendous and we almost lost her as well because she lost a lot of blood and there was a lot of uh, what's the word I'm looking for mistakes were made let's just say by a lot of people leading up to that doctors and uh, people made mistakes so like now I think there would be like lawsuits about the whole thing Um, and there have been since like like it's a really a much more talked about topic but 25 years ago it really, really wasn't. And also when it happened, like it was totally like a catalyst, I think, for the breakdown of my parents' marriage in a lot of ways because they just like were left to deal with it and get on with it, weren't offered any support. 
uh and it's really tragic that i think in society our society like miscarriage stillbirth or just any kind of problems with mental health or not being able to deal with stuff is just like not talked about enough and 25 years ago it totally wasn't were you able to so, visit your mom in hospital yeah i sort of don't remember it all too much we lived in a really <laughs> clink <laughs> cheers <laughs> one, one of my hidden ones is it <laughs> um um my we lived on this really gorgeous house but it was like on a hill and i just remember the ambulance people having a right nightmare trying to get her down this hill um but she was well looked after in the end but yeah it was massively traumatic i always think what it was must have been like to have a sibling and how nice that would have been and how different that dynamic would be i don't know do you guys have brothers and sisters i do yeah, yeah. i'm only child like you're only child like me we're nutters do you find you have only child syndrome no, I don't think so. Was it only child syndrome? Spoiled little brat. No, <laughs> no. See, that's that's what that's what that's what um, that's what people say. And you don't not, share, share anything. You don't want to share your toys. No, nah, you, you only hear that. that. You only. I, I don't that. agree with that. You only hear that from people who are not only children. Yeah, certainly. just because we're only children, jealous. it don't mean we're spoiled brats. We are who we are. We are, we, got, nothing. we made up we, we made up for the siblings with the friends around us. I agree. Yeah. And our imagination. Yeah, and our imagination. So <laughs> do you think that made you more artsy? More? Artsy because you were only children. Maybe. You had to ha- play with your Possibly, imagination. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good yeah. point. Yeah, because we didn't have no no brothers and sisters to play with. Possibly, yeah. but it was also just got the, blamed for everything. It's the norm, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, you when you're an only child sibling, can you? Yeah. No. It yeah, becomes yeah. the norm. Mm. Yeah, I think so. Is it like so you don't even really is that what it's like having yeah, well, you don't know any no do you? so it's the normal void yeah yeah it's just like getting a kitten or a cat and leaving it alone in a flat <laughs> oh my god yeah? i don't know if it's quite as bad as that for sure <laughs> 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 i'll tell you because i had a cat a boy and he's and he was up and he was i had it for two years and i live on the fourth floor uh-huh. and this cat has never seen an, and i'll tell you this is why i got rid of the cat and i i gave it to someone i gave it to, some, I gave it to I someone mean, in a house who's got a who's got a house with a big garden. Because mm. this cat's on the fourth floor and he's never seen another cat in his life. Yeah, it's not so he doesn't yeah. know. And I, and I see it at the window like, you know, he needs to be in communication yeah. with people. So mm. it's like single, we, we, we was in communication luckily with other kids. So did you have a big garden? <laughs> yeah, we did have a big garden. We had chickens. A chicken sure. laid oh, yeah. we, oh, laid a, uh, I got, uh, we had this really like tame hen growing up. We used to like come in the house and sit on my pillow Aww. in my bedroom. <laughs> like what? She was called Netta. Netta. She was marvelous. She lay. She laid an egg in my hand once. And that oh was no! The grossest but most profound experience oh, of my childhood. I can't probably. I can't remember. Not like immediately. <laughs> Not immediately. I'd love to have chickens. Just to have the egg every day from the coffee. Yeah. Chickens. Like, I don't eat range. meat no more, so I don't uh, eat. Yeah, same. So I believe you. I believe you're still going to eat the eggs, though. I see what you mean. Because yeah. the chickens, they give us the eggs. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I'm, I wouldn't be they're, vegan because vegans they're, don't eat eggs, do they? Well, I just love cheese too much as well. Anyway, yeah, me <laughs> too, me too. cheese and eggs, alright. Yeah, but um, yeah. So, so what did you get up to in those crazy. years then? What when I was a kid? Yeah. Oh God! Um, all sorts of things. Um, I was. Well, I mean, what do what do you mean? <laughs> well, were you like a normal kid? Were you a naughty kid? Yeah, no, I was. I was. Were you good pretty at school? Outgoing kid. I think I was also like talking about what we're going to end up talking about as well. I was always super confident. I was always like, I was like hitting on boys since I was like eleven. I had no 
problem walking up to strangers or like I didn't think I was like super sexual as a child but I think there were certain things that were sexual experiences that I remember thinking okay now I think oh, okay that was definitely something Talk like we went to Madame Tussauds I think in London when I was a kid and you know there's like a oh, like dungeon. a dungeon yeah, yeah. London, London Dungeons yeah. yeah and London Dungeons yeah. and I think I always felt like it's really exciting and like quite a um, the thrilling aspect to the fear and the danger of it and the torture was really like gross not I'm so squeamish by the way I'm not into anything gross or squeamish I'm so squeamish I'm the first person to freak out about that but it was more about the thrill and the fear yeah. that was interesting and do you remember I talked about this recently do you remember those I don't know if you remember these sort of band snap bands that you would snap around people's wrists like this do you yeah. remember those yeah, I and I used to love like <laughs> On people and then on myself, and that really? was like really Cops exciting. Them, they? Those wrists, do you remember those them? Kind of t- they kind of like, they kind no, of, yeah, they're know? like, yeah, you, you could get them in museums. I mean, I've got a Trowbridge Museum of one time, and it's a long strip, and you slap it on your wrist, it spins round and traps it. Yeah. There was also, can you remember those Trapping. finger ones you used to put, these little cage finger Yeah, and then they were finger trappers. Finger. Yeah, yeah, they were cool. Less <laughs> so cool. I've forgotten about those. Yeah. So just That's like, I think, you know, if I had to think about, about <laughs> things that like might lead to the kind of sexual woman that I am now, I'm like, okay, those little things. So we're into like gothic stuff, play. vampires, and for like No, that. no, not at all. I was never like an <laughs> emo kid. I used to hang around Emo-ish. the skate park. Are you super confident? So you're the sort of girl that's going to approach a guy. Yeah, like you, you, but were, not you, like, so you fancied a guy. You was. I had no w- problem talking to them. But would you nine times out of ten make the first move? Uh, yeah, but it, uh, not in the sense that I thought that I would necessarily anything might happen. Not like I'm like great. It but was more girls, like not frightened of it. Do you know some, what I mean? But y- some young girl, it wasn't like more, an arrogance. It was more just a confidence about it. It wasn't. It was the confidence. Then yeah. it just didn't really bother me. I don't, it was never like like. Although I do remember being around the back. I think I was naked a lot as well when I was in like primary school, just running around. Not what, in school? Shit. Yeah. <laughs> at, at yeah, at when I was at five. We like, just, I just wouldn't care. Had you not run around, in the had class, you run around naked in school? Yeah, probably. I How? think a friend of mine told me that. Or in, in some changing the... room or something. Oh, in the changing room? Yeah. Yeah. Old... Let's clarify. Is this an all-girls school? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you care. I'm confused. <laughs> no, but I just, I just had a flashback. Not in the maths class. Not in class. But like, you know, you're like five i mean who cares five, like about five, five years old and you're in some changing oh, well, room and i, I was just running around remember. i didn't care right. well, I, but i do remember prodding some boys willy oh my <laughs> oh, like, that's interesting you, like, remember, you remember that i don't think that's just kids though i think all kids do that kind of exploring let's, let's move on like, to smoking well no there's a nice little story before then okay traveling around europe oh yeah sure just to clarify just being kids um oh yeah traveling around europe yeah yeah so i think it was maybe a bit of a last resort for my parents to try and resolve something going on in the marriage. Oh, but yeah we just decided oh they they asked my school if they reckon i'd be okay and i always was pretty bright and did well at school uh so they were like do you think she'd be all right if she didn't go to school for a year and we're going to sell the house and go around Europe. <laughs> my mum doesn't fly, by the way, so we went everywhere by like train and by boat, which is <laughs> pretty <laughs> wild. Uh, yeah, and my so we sold the house and went around travelling around Europe. And but, the school was cool with that because that would be so not cool with them sort of things now. Yeah, you probably could, you not. Tell the yeah, you that, probably could you? do that now. Nah, but it's also a private school. Yeah, yeah. So as long as you paid money talks. No, no, not at all. So I didn't go back. To, I didn't actually go back to that school. I went to a different school after that, which I, I ended up being at for the rest of my school career which was great and so really you go back from Europe me. did you go back to Scotland or? so yeah I went back to Scotland 
Yeah. And um, you got hiccups. Yeah. You just necked oh. your wine. That's, that's the wine. <laughs> Do you, want, do you need a top pop? Cow's going. Cow's yeah. going. I think I'm a top. In the corner. Yeah. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to get everyone tipsy here, you know. I know. Blimey, it doesn't say much. <laughs> the way um, yeah, great. Well, can I go back? Sorry, yeah, to what on. Europe no, no, we're was like. You're 12 Sorry. years old. You're traveling around Europe. What? How? What? How jammy is that? Like, yeah. I think um, it was interesting because, as well, you know, I think at that age, as a kid, you want to be around your mates, and it was like quite a difficult thing to leave that. I had this best friend in the world who I, so I still live with now like we we've reconnected all these years like we've been best friends forever since we were nine and now we're currently living together but um you know you have you make these relationships and then that sort of we all broke up from that and went our separate ways but yes yeah, so it was more like wanting to I think that's why some sort of like provocative and defiant behavior came in and like like wanting to smoke as a kid or like do my own was thing because French? I didn't really have yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Italians that. oh my god <laughs> It was the Irish, actually. The well, yes, they did, they did. Oh, my God. So, yeah, well, we went to live in Ireland. My dad was supposed to have this job in Ireland. What that, part? Like, never transpired. County Waterford. Down okay, South Waterford, East. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So we lived my mum's like, from Cork. Is she from Cork? Yeah, from oh, yeah, because, yeah, you're half, half Irish, Irish, half, half Greek, Greek Cypriot. Wrap up Mama War. Throw a C out for Cork. Cork's great. Cork's lovely. Yeah, he's really lovely. Isn't it? It. Yeah, we went yeah. all around Ireland. It's an amazing. Place. Waterford's lovely. Yeah, Waterford's we were we were um, in the honestly in the middle of nowhere. I would just be like jumping on the back of tractors like to get into town. Yeah, and like my my Saturday was going down the local dairy farm and learning how to like <laughs> plug the uh, the things into the udders to like yeah, milk yeah, them yeah. like totally random, and then stealing cigarettes and then going to smoke them at the back in the dark, trying to pretend like I was never going to get caught. Did my you actually take it back? Eh? <laughs> you know when you start smoking, you don't actually take it back, do you? you go, no, I think I was. I think I was like <laughs> quiet. And to it. <laughs> it actually started when I was about six because my mum's best friend's mum, um, who is a super glamorous woman from Morecambe in the northwest, she would sm- would smoke, but she would only smoke like these super length, super what are they call super vogues, kings. but no, no super Vogue. kings, but like she would just smoke the end of them. And not really smoke the rest of the cigarettes. So she would just like gesticulate and be like, rah, 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 rah. and then like, um, stub it out. And there would be all this cigarette left. And I was like, I've well, seen, I've seen people do that. Yeah, What's like, the point? Yeah, well, I waste yeah. a cigarette. <laughs> exactly. What are you doing? Yeah. So I was really. But well, she I, smokes this. Good for her. Maybe it's maybe I just thought she was like super glamorous or something, and I wanted to see what that was like. We're not advertising sure. smoking, by the way. Oh, shit, no. Them days, them days it was like part now. Of looks, yeah, I don't. Yeah, smoke, yeah. I don't smoke anymore at all. Like, and I only ever really smoked socially. I was never addicted. It was always just something to do, and it was just. I think cigarettes it was just a rebellious thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was just a rebellious thing, rather than anything else and it was fun to do but the school that i was at in ireland fucking everybody smoked and we were all like 12 13 14 years old yeah. it was i know it's that in ireland it's, 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 it's like that it's like ireland. there was a smoking yeah. area yeah yeah <laughs> just take us into the pub day. your to first pub. your first packet of cigarettes oh yeah oh my god so we were i think it was either killarney or kilkenny i think it was kilkenny because i think that's where we were, where were we? anyway my parents were doing something else and i was like uh, right I, I know i the pubs back then had had 
cigarette machines. Yeah. Which was like great. Uh, and I think they did have them in my dad lives in Germany and they still have them there, I think, even now. And uh I had the money and I was like I knew this was this thing that I wanted to do. So I like ran into this pub. I don't know how. <laughs> on my own, like twelve. Not looking nobody like, gives a shit. Wow. <laughs> and I at the back of this pub there was this machine by the loose. And I had put in my probably whatever it was, probably about five quid then. I mean, it was insane now, isn't it? And yeah, Silk Cut Ultra. <laughs> so oh, embarrassing. Oh. I used to steal them off my teacher in school and cut the butts off. Aren't they terrible? <laughs> Just like smoking, That's smoking air. air. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but maybe I thought, oh, well, it's the least bad. <laughs> <laughs> and that, and yeah. that same day, you had a run in with Mrs. Dial for yes! Father yeah, yeah, amazing. So, yeah, again, My just totally not shy Father about... Ted. Uh, oh, do you love it Father It was Ted? brilliant, yeah. I love My Father Ted. Love I loved, uh, you know, we've, I miss really well-written comedy. <laughs> <laughs> um, although there are some, some good things these days. Can anyone do an impression of it? What, of who? Mrs. Doyle. Anyone on, on there. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. No, who? Remember that guy used to be like... Oh. Mrs. Doyle from oh, Father Ted. Oh, okay. Isn't that the fast show? No, the old man on Father Ted, James. What was his name? You know the yeah, Father Jack dying. That was it. Yeah, Father Jack. Like, Arse. No, Garrus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like Mrs. Brand's voice. Oh <laughs> God, oh, no. oh so bad. Yeah. Mrs. So Brand's bad. voice. How is that still going? <gasps> Sorry. <laughs> I love Mrs. Brand. Yeah, yeah, it's my favourite. Okay, well, okay, great. I mean, I'm yeah. glad you enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, 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 met Mrs. Doyle in this pub, and uh, you were starstruck. Well, she was. She's called Paulie McGlynn brilliant no not even starstruck i was just like because i think my dad was like oh look it's it's paulie mcglynn mrs doyle and i was like i'm going to go up and speak to her <laughs> and that's what i did and then she was with some friends or something and i felt bad for interrupting her and then she found this like guinness mat and, and signed it for me and then i took it back and on it it said to me go on go on go on love <laughs> brilliant which I haven't I don't know where it is now it's probably disintegrated somewhere in a box so moving on quite nicely okay um, the thing you enjoyed doing as a kid no, oh yeah oh yeah I wrote this down whilst I was on the tube writing all these things is this down the for being you. thing because that um, sounds what, quite interesting yeah, what, doesn't do you, it? what are your views on the uh, I just want to hear more, basically. Where, where did that start? Um, <laughs> should we clarify what so, we're on about? We're yeah. putting it soon, aren't we? We're okay. I was yeah. going to say we are on YouTube. I don't know what we can. Yeah, be talking. careful. Be so careful. if you go to the toilet... By the way, can I just clarify this is white wine? Thank you. <laughs> if you go to the toilet and you, as a woman, you usually sit down. Mm-hmm. So... I think maybe that was another thing of defiance and like fucking around with gender and being like what is gender and why is it important and and why the boys got to pee standing up and i always was really mad about that and that we had to as women be out of the way sitting down and you couldn't just do it anywhere and i just thought that was rubbish this but is anyway. the activism again activism yeah everybody should be an activist anyway um uh yeah i started playing around with the fact that i for some real for some reason i could pee really far forward it didn't just go down what? it would go out <laughs> so i would like stand up and this pee, into the, <laughs> pee into the loo yeah so i stand up over the toilet like yeah. a man would do and piss into the toilet that way instead of sitting on the loo because How? i was like because it would just would my body would allow me to do it for some Come reason in handy at a festival I'm wow sure. you, you, got, you mean, you, you, mean you, got, <laughs> you mean you got yeah. good aim I've got great aim, babes. <laughs> it sounds like good aim, isn't it? Yeah. So, you know, I think that's like that, 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 that. Is that a skill you developed or you I discovered? developed it and that I still possess. <laughs> How often do you still do it? <laughs> oh, 
Whenever I remember, but also it's like less quick these days. So I'll probably just have jeans on or something. Or I don't know, it's just less easy. But it's not just the stood up you like doing. No, it. what did I used to do? I used to like enjoy pissing into pint glasses and see if I could aim into them. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't drink. I wasn't really interested in drinking pee, but I was I like pissing into things that you shouldn't pee into. <laughs> I just thought, well, not did you ever give them to anyone to drink? No, I didn't really get into. It's a trick. I didn't, even, didn't really get into sort of pee play and. P play, yeah, Europhilia. It's called Europhilia. 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 Enjoying our siblings, isn't it? Wow. I don't know. I think a lot of people are into it. Yeah, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. I think I would be. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, yes. What do you think? Do you think you'd like to be peed on? No. Do you like you want to pee on other people? No. What do you think you'd like about it? Nothing. <laughs> Me personally, yeah. okay, that's still still valid. Yeah, 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 yeah. The trolls, no, the trolls, gonna feel day yeah. with that clip. Yeah, great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm trolls? speaking for myself here. You know, no, I'm tell me what here. I'm so. I love, I love hearing about other people's kinks and what they're interested in. So this is great. I, I, I've never heard of it before. It's alien to me. So, it, so this it, is why I love talking about. Yeah, no, definitely. That's why I'm intrigued to be to and have this conversation. So find, I find it interesting. Can you try Good. find Tugger's kink for us? Well, I don't know. It depends. Uh, I don't think it's up to me to discover. But Can you just look at everyone in the room and look see at what their they're face into? Do you know what? Come up with something. And do you know what? You'll know this. Absolutely <laughs> not. Because the people that I come across and meet in this life, you could, you could. You wouldn't believe in a, it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. You, can't judge a, you can't judge a book by its cover. No, it's not judges at all. You never know. Yeah, well, see, I absolutely disagree. I, well, yes, but also that is, I think that's a myth. I think it's, it should be more about the fact that it's an everyday thing. You don't have to be in a high-powered position to be a submissive person or a kinky person whatever you think kink is it's way more everyday than it is but it's it can come across as quite an elitist thing because it can come across as quite an intellectual pastime because it involves being expensive well it can be expensive it doesn't <laughs> have this to be is where, this is where no you... I disagree it doesn't have to be that's more okay. in a professional sense you can just do you can you can play anywhere you can play anywhere it depends what sort of play uh yeah but i mean yeah. half time it's psychological so you it's don't... the fear as well though isn't it if you're if you've got money and you're relaxed in your life you mm. then have the confidence to kind of just this is me whereas people that are a little bit more repressed may right. yeah. but it's not point. just it's not just good repression point. about the self it's it can it comes from education and background and religion and all sorts of things that come into play without you being able to access your sexuality this is what i'm saying yeah. i am hugely privileged to be in the position that i am yeah and being able to be sexually uh, liberated and empowered and being able to talk about it and nothing happens to me. Amazing. I mean, apart from the fact that I'm a woman, that it's a dangerous pastime being a woman. What do you mean nothing happens to you? I mean, like... As in, like, I'm not going to go to prison for my beliefs or my sexuality. Isn't that well, insane? in this country, no one does. Yeah, but it? exactly. But how insane is that? That that exists in the world. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I think that's absolutely yeah, insane. Yeah. Really, yeah. Real for talk. your sexual preferences, for you, yeah. what you want to do sexually. I mean, obviously, what you want to do sexually should always be consensual and with consenting adults. I would just like to clarify. Um, but yeah, we shouldn't be in a position to, as a human being, um, be downtrodden for our sexual preferences, whether that's gay, straight, bisexual, because some countries are like that massively. Actually. Yeah, Tom Daly when he was, you know, won that Olympic medal, is that right? And he won it, and he was sat beside a Chinese and a Russian competitor who were second and third, openly talking about his gayness on TV too. That was being broadcast to those nations where those things are 
illegal. Right. It's so empowering. Yeah. So yeah, anyway, that's a side note. Going, <laughs> go, going back to your story then, what was the time difference between the stillbirth and your parents' divorce? And oh. what were the years for you like? Were your parents... My parents are great people, by the way. Yeah. And I think these days with more access to mental health, lack of stigma. I mean, there's still a lot of stigma surrounding it, but there's um, a relinquishing of stigma surrounding mental health and also to do with um, access to therapy and like dealing with your shit. Like we can do that a lot more now or it feels like my generation are more able to do that than my parents' generation and ergo my grandparents' generation. You know, we're all victims of victims in this world. In different ways. And victims of victims in different ways. So, you know, I I think it's easy enough to say, (laughs) oh, you know, people's marriages didn't work out or people didn't work out this, that and the other. But who's to say if it would have worked out or not? But also I know that now like I'm in a place where I can... Uh, have conversations about m- how I'm feeling and not feel judged by that because I'm with in an re- amazing relationship where that feels possible. Anyway, on a on a side note, so yeah, so my parents broke up when I was about. What was the signs that that 13. was going to happen? Well, my dad worked away. Okay. Number one, not the main one, but that's a big thing. I mean, they were living separate lives, but I think they wanted different things and they weren't able to communicate what they wanted to each other. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, I don't know how your parents all together or not together. Or Mine's, my dad's dead. So. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, long, long time, long sorry time. My father passed away. Oh, I'm so sorry. Well, again, I'm so lucky to have my parents still around. Of course, you know? definitely. And um, and have a relationship with them as well. You of know, course. so many people grow up with parents together and don't have that's a relationship it. with them. That's the thing, isn't it? On the flip side, yeah, you can have parents together yeah. that are yeah. not well Some people grow up with no parents at all, and yeah. people grow up yeah. with no parents exactly. at all. I yeah. feel like what's really interesting about uh, King and BDSM is that people come from all different walks of life, but everybody's got their own stuff that they're working through. It's very unlikely you'll find people that aren't working through some stuff. <laughs> no, I think there's nobody, uh, is there? But no. nobody is. But in real life, but it often does t- seem to trans. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for transpose over to to this world is not that and what also annoys me is that a lot of people think that with kink is that because it's seen a lot in the movies like oh this is a terrible thing and I've experienced some awful thing in my life like or you know I'm, it's a bad thing like, it's like the other or like a darkness and I don't think what, that's what the would be ba- at all what, what would people think the bad thing is about it? well it's just because what? it's you know not the straight and narrow and not some sort of heteronormative patriarchal bullshit that everybody else has to deal with. What do you mean by that? (laughs) What do I mean by that? Okay, how long have we got? (laughs) Hold on, hold on. Let's let's go back. Let's go back back to your story. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. When you was a young person, could you comprehend that they were going to break up or was it beyond your perception oh, I see. at that age? What's quite interesting is what, when I remember when they did break up, I thought, oh my God, I can't imagine them not being together. But now I'm like, I can't imagine them <laughs> being together at all. I don't know how that works. But yeah, no, I, I don't think so. I mean, they did row a lot. But I mean, so you were I had it. a good childhood. I didn't have a terrible yeah. time. This is the thing. Like, uh, I didn't have a, a terrible time at all. My parents did the best that they could as people and for me and I will always be eternally grateful for that 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. So yeah, they always let me be whoever I wanted to be. Great. So your parents' divorce almost threw you into theater. Uh, yes, that's right. So, in a way, I think I remember thinking this. By the way, have I gone bright red yet? No. Oh. Um, <laughs> watch this wine intake. Um, <laughs> um, I um, definitely found a solace in new theatre. And that was like a definite start for me of, of discovering theatre and wanting to be in the acting world or acting industry, so to speak. Because A, it was out with my school. And B, it was out with my home life. And and just where where I could just totally be myself and discover things and who I was and I was obviously had quite a presence I think and they that really sort of worked well for me and I really found a love for it and that I was quite good at it from an early age and was encouraged to to continue with it and I think it was my dad that was like I think you should go to this this youth theatre in Perth by the way Perth Youth Theatre big up PYT um in Scotland Perth Youth Theatre yeah it's it's an actually incredible repertory. Uh, theatre um now it's called horse cross um but their youth theatre when i was growing up was really really excellent it's that like you mcgregor started off there and all that kind of stuff you know so yeah had a really really great time and and had all this friends and this sort of yeah total escape from that i think is you're right i think if i think about it subconsciously that's exactly what you were like tug of war's kitten in the garden for the first time <laughs> You can see over there with all the kittens, new kittens. Yeah. <laughs> My cat was called Lucky as well. Kaz has a lot of kittens. Yeah. Kaz's kittens. Oh, That's oh, if I knew you, I would have given them to you. You would have done. Shout yeah. out to Kaz's I, I kittens. Them. Have you seen <laughs> them? Yeah, I've got four cats. I found a cat on on the beach this summer, last summer, oh, under a cute. under a kitten. Yeah. With my mum, found a, a cat under the a kitten. Oh, bloody hell! I found a kitten, found a kitten. <laughs> under a rock in oh, Orkney, where my mum lives, on this little island, just like mewing. Oh, Sorry, wow. we're totally derailing the story, aren't we? But yeah, yeah, I really wanted to keep her, and I couldn't, and it was absolutely heartbreaking. Like, I mean, I really didn't want to give her up at all. She's got a lovely home now. Yeah. Thank you, Orkney cats. Yeah. Thank you, Orkney cats. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, yeah. Getting into the boy chats. Oh, when the were boys. you first interested in, in them? Hmm. Um, so, so it's kind of interesting about boys because now I like everybody. I would say that I'm queer now. Uh, I thought I would say pansexual for a while, but it doesn't really fit. What's pansexual? What's pansexual yeah. is, is uh, attracted to people of all genders. Everything, basically. Yeah. <laughs> but there's only two <laughs> things, though. No, there isn't. There's not. Oh, oh. <laughs> In my opinion. Sorry, my bad. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, so it takes into consideration all genders because people are uh, trans, non-binary, right. uh, male, female, intersex, whatever you want to be, doesn't really matter. Gender doesn't really matter to me at all. It's who you are Pansexual as, as a person. Pansexual person, right? Yeah, as you So you thought you were pansexual, well, no, I mean, I would consider I am, but I just really love the word queer. And I think queer is a really important word. And I think it's a really great word and something to be really proud of to be like attached to. 
Um, but at the same time, I often feel not queer enough because I spent so long just interested in men. And I still, to this day, I probably wouldn't say that I would want a girlfriend or I would want to be with a male presenting person, I think. So it's such a massive topic and such a massive area that I've been really introduced to by living in London, which is so lucky. Um, but you know, kind of growing up, I wasn't really introduced to that. And then apart from that, going to a girl's school and like being like, oh, they're hot or this is like Ange- Angelina Jolie is well fit or something. <laughs> We're never really acting on that apart from like snogging girls at school like everybody does. Um, but yeah, I was never really interested in in women. So yeah, let's go back uh, to your first so, experiences anyway, so with a boy. With boy. Oh, wait, my first experience with a boy. Yeah. Uh what do you mean? Losing your virginity. Oh, I see. Yeah. Snogging. Start with a snog and build up. <laughs> Snogging. Yeah. Stop with I snogs. snogged a boy on a beach once in Arisag. It was very romantic. That was my first kiss um, in Scotland on the West Coast. Um, but yeah, I think I got with a lot of guys when I or boys when I was 15 or so but I remember thinking okay well I can't have sex I'm not allowed to have sex because that would be really bad if I have sex before I was 16 I think that was probably just drilled into my head or whatever just I mean whatever but I think growing up where I grew up we just we wouldn't have really done that but I was definitely so you done things proper you done things proper oh I'm so proper yeah but like I think that definitely um like I was always, always sort of like an agony aunt at school or like, or people would be like, oh, you've done this thing. Like, can we talk about that? Like, so that, so that, that TV show, what's it called? Do you know what I mean? Oh, um. Uh, oh. Sex Education. Oh, you Sex know, Education. The toilets. Were, were you like, like the, the maze? Oh, Gillian Anderson. Well yeah. fit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, her, her son. Yeah. Oh yeah, Otis. 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 <laughs> yeah, Otis. <laughs> um, oh God, she's, she's so basically... good in that, isn't she? I'm just going to inform all of it. So this program. Oh, you've not seen it? Oh my God. Oh, it's so good. Right, it's on Netflix. It's highly best. recommend. I highly recommend. And it's this uh, sex therapist and her son story. Yeah. And her son, she's a high sex therapist, and she talks openly about, you know, obviously yeah. anatomy and everything, anything and everything. And he's obviously mortified by this. He's side. mortified by it, and all wow. his friends at school. But know. it's it's really cool because it's and you shots. go out the house and there's like vaginas all around. <laughs> <laughs> But it's like shot in Jen's house. Yeah, in the, that, my house of dreams is her house. Um, it's shot in the style of like an American high school kind of um, 80, musical. Yeah. 80 I've seen it advertised. I just haven't watched yeah. it. But it's, it's but really good. It's, really good. Really good. Yeah. Check that out. it's very good. Yeah. You, you should watch so, it. It's very good. Because, anyway, sorry. I'm so bad at being derailing. Because we're right. a true crime podcast, we have to ask, what was your first prison experience? Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. So weirdly, I really, really don't know how this even like was signed off to even happen but we were in sixth year i think uh or fifth year which is like your second to last year of high school you're like 17 anyway um it's called lower sixth where i went to school um and our school priest lol was also the local <laughs> prison and by local prison i mean like like local an prisoner. hmp priest hmp perth <laughs> I don't know how it's not obviously a max security prison but there was like definitely uh, what's the word people who had done some serious shit did go to this prison um anyway um about 10 of us 
there was this thing on the notice board, mm-hmm. smacked on the notice board, being like, prison visit! <laughs> <laughs> 17 years old and up, if you want to go, go. And we were all like, sign up. <laughs> that sounds amazing, uh, slash terrifying, yeah. slash yeah. obviously fun. But really like, went over our heads as to like why that was mental to allow 17-year-old girls inside a men's prison. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, ten of us were allowed to go. It wasn't a scared straight program. It was, a, it was an in, yeah, uh, no, because it wasn't like that at all. Okay. And the way that it was conducted wasn't like <laughs> be good. You'll end up in here. Yeah, like me. it totally oh, wasn't like that. That's what we all did when the young ones <laughs> came in. They all jumped to the front of the cells. Legs of Kimbo. Oh, you want to be my cellmate? <laughs> <laughs> you ever watch League of Gentlemen? Yeah, Legs yeah. of Kimbo theatre. <laughs> <laughs> some kind of show like that no so yeah like we were all told you're not you know no makeup you have to wear your like baggiest tracksuit <laughs> so fucking weird like as if that's going to make a difference all these like no. gorgeous 17 year old girls going into a male's prison wow. anyway the, anyway so yeah we went and all I kind of remember it now is flashbacks is walking around and we were like shown like isolation cells and like um, the different like layers uh, what do I mean layers you had a tour of the prison we fucking had a tour Fuck of yeah. a prison and there were you know people really really eyeballing us I mean I wasn't of course scared. as they would do yeah I found it really hot <laughs> <laughs> oh, I found it Super hot. I was like, if only I was allowed into one of the cells. Oh my God. <laughs> would they be scared yeah. of you? No, they would be scared Whoa. of me. I don't think I was ever like that. I was never like a man. No, I appreciate your honesty. Yeah, but I was like, this is really hot. And uh, yeah. What about your other fellow schoolmates? What happened? Uh, I, think I was just going to say that as well. Yeah. A little bit more timid than I. Do you reckon? <laughs> do you reckon a couple of them felt the same or just didn't say that? Probably. I just right. say, <laughs> say what I think. Me. <laughs> just, you, you, you were brave enough to say it you're confident enough yeah, to see how never, you felt never sh- I'm never sure there was probably either. one or two others that's crazy though yeah <laughs> it, right so then at the end of that we went round and and some people had you know uh, stuff in their room and what they were allowed and some people it was I, I don't really I don't really remember I just remember thinking fuck this is like intense um, for them like uh, not me I was like this is like a privilege to be here but then at the end there was two prisoners uh, two guys uh, rather and one had like a red um, bib on <laughs> and the other guy had a blue bib on and we were like allowed to talk to them and like ask them questions but we weren't allowed to ask what they were in for and I was like I really want to know oh. what they're in <laughs> Which obviously makes sense, but I would have been more interesting to find out why they were in there. That's the head, talk that's, about that's that. the main topic, isn't it? Right? Yeah. Come on. You got into yeah. prison, that'd be the main topic you want to talk about. And and, and what that means. Yeah. You know? Can you remember you any of the questions? The question. So I don't remember the questions, but I remember the types of people. The one guy had clearly been there a few times and was really quite blase about everything and it was chill. And the other guy was really like nerdy and mousy and really like, uh, he seemed really like... Uh, you know, uh, what's the word when you feel not guilty? Feel what's the word? Shameful. Uh, remorse? Remorseful. Thank you. Yeah. Remorseful of what he'd done. And I was like, what the fuck did he do? <laughs> <laughs> but in totally in like fascinating way. Yeah. I mean, I think the prison system is a load of shit. I mean, it's worse in America, and it's quite frightening <laughs> how terrifyingly bad it is. And people are sent to prison for 
stuff they shouldn't be sent to prison for all the time and i think it's really frightening and it's getting that way here well back um, then you said you know you thought it was hot so were you tempted to get arrested <laughs> <laughs> i think me personally i i uh, somehow never managed to do anything worth being arrested for but then what's worth being arrested you for? just haven't been caught you've been clever yeah i mean you know unless you want to like is that crime time's i don't know <laughs> if that's crime <laughs> someone should do it <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> jane what's that sign you by the way i'm a gemini obviously oh. <laughs> ace at the gemini's <laughs> fucking mental what are you Scorpio. Same here. Sticking the tail. Cas, Cas, I was Scorpio. Oh, what, Jeff? So, what's your birthday? Leo. 28th. Leo. 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 Leo.
Yeah. A healthy it's, sex drive in a woman is derogatory yes. in the patriarchal right. Yeah, because that's sense. terrifying. So that's yeah. why yeah. I think the word should be done with, because w- that, we shouldn't put that word because it's used to sort of... Well, I, d- I disagree. It's used yeah. towards a woman. But it's, 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 it's got bad used, energy attached to it. Yeah, yeah. This, the word slut is used towards a woman to put to make her down. But you make could say that about the word gay like 40 years ago. Yeah. No. It's a different so context. we should remove the it's stigma so, around yeah. the exactly. Yeah. So back, back to the boyfriend. <laughs> he had a broken back. Yeah, when I met him, he had this back brace on. Aww. He was this gorgeous. Had this like amazing head of hair and these green eyes, and I was like, bloody hell, who's that? But he had this thing on his back, and I wasn't sure what was going on there. But he, <laughs> I just walked up to him and I was like, what happened to you? And he was like, yeah, broke my broke my back. I was like, oh my god, how? He was like running off sand dunes and jumping, and he ran. Oh shit, he ran off the sand dune, and instead of rolling down he like jumped the whole way and landed on his feet and like crushed a vertebrae I was like oh wow, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so adventurous um, anyway so met him and then I think you know I had what you've my got to do Tugger to well, get a date break your back <laughs> or at least wear a no, back brace yeah yeah anyway yeah, so we can't have a back story <laughs> I know I know next time put me on the back bench I know <laughs> I've never broke. I've only ever broken my shoulder a tiny bit there. I've never broken them. Touch wood. Anyone else? Gonna, Anyone else? Any had any bad injuries? We're going to get to that. Okay, right. I'd, like so to, he, I'd like to divert and talk about other people. He was, a, he was your formative relationship in terms of kink. Yes, mm. definitely. Um, you had a back brace fetish. That came off after a while, luckily. Um, he, yeah, I guess. I guess we just thought that was just what everyone did, or what was a normal thing. We had this really, I guess, really kinky um dynamic like it was very switchy we say switch which means you're both dominant and submissive in sort of a fluid way um and yeah we would get up to all sorts as well because we were like 17 18 and he was one of four there was a lot of children in the house and his parents were around like we'd often like have to bugger off to like down by the river and where this was was like a beautiful like Perthshire village you know with lots of forests and stuff so I think maybe sounds like, like a nice outdoor. place to get kinky right yeah. so yeah and there's nobody there to find you either so it's <laughs> ideal so yeah just maybe a healthy appreciation for outdoor sex now <laughs> as long as it's not cold like this well like, it, definitely, it definitely was um, oh, but yeah we, we did all sorts together and uh, I think I remember one time we tried to be really sneaky his parents ran like a holiday cottage business and <laughs> we he it was his idea it wasn't mine and he's like oh the holiday cottage is free tonight let's go <laughs> and i was like oh great that sounds fun like we had we made sure we didn't leave a trace like all the stuff was completely left you know untouched but of course somebody had seen us go in and put the light on and Busted. Or the or I can't remember which way it ran. It was either go in or, or go out again and had like rang his parents and then like the next crime, day. Is it really? Of course no. it wasn't. It was less the, like the doing it, it was more like the lying and the deceit and like lying what to his, his mum who I loved. Or she was Aww. really she was like just mad that we'd like, you know, lied. It was I don't think it was about, She's mad about the sex, just the and, well, I, I don't actually know, she probably was that too, but you know, he was like reasonably good boy, to be fair. Did so, you return the dog bowl? <laughs> no one? Yeah, we did get up to all sorts. Yeah, yeah he fed me. He fed me my dinner in a dog bowl. <laughs> my boyfriend. He fed me my dinner in a dog bowl on the floor, and I ate it. Out of the dog bowl. <laughs> what was one minute. One minute. <laughs> you, your boyfriend fed you your dinner yeah, in a dog. dog bowl. I was being a dog. 
You was being a dog. I was the dog, and he fed me my dinner. And I had a dog did dog. you ask to be the dog, or did it was his idea? Yeah, I can't remember. It was just something that happened. How did he have his dinner? He, he had it probably on the table because that was the specific dynamic of the day. You two were proper pedigree chums. Didn't you? <laughs> We're looking for sponsorship, uh, pedigree shows. Crofts eat yard. There's no sponsorship going on oh, here, by the way. I know. Oh, I know. Sorry, sorry. Just I was to be joking. Um, just to be visual. I was just joking. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, puppy play is uh, really interesting. You, you also got up to puppy something play. else interesting. Oh. You do you not know about that? Puppy play? Me and Kaz had someone on recently who dresses up as a puppy. Yeah. We filmed him uh, with James. Dresses up as a full... Uh, do you know Rascal? He's on the scene. No, no, but cool. Are they the furry people? No, he no, wears no, like that's a PVC thing. dog suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he runs around, he's a puppy. And there's wow. a puppy Crofts up in mm. Birmingham. Yeah. So we it's a do a documentary on that, can't we, James? I think Well, I think it's so interesting because it becomes It's a so... whole new world to me. <laughs> yeah, man. But I think it, it, it's... a Anything is for anybody until you get into it. And I think it probably was the same for me to begin with, like once I sort of really, um, you know, sort of went down the rabbit hole, so to speak. But like, no. Rabbits now. <laughs> probably <laughs> probably <laughs> but you know I think I'm it's so normalised for me oh, now that it's shit. like it, what's been really what is amazing about yeah. uh, BDSM and the scene and kink and everything is is that it, it, it opens your heart and your mind to mm. everybody is valid in their desires and wants and everybody's uh, you know has there's a place for everybody with that and you should be ashamed for that uh, thing uh, of course as long as it's a consenting adult situation of course so um, I think that's an amazing thing that I've discovered nothing is weird or gross or too much or not enough nothing is weird nothing is too much everybody is enough everyone is enough (laughs) can I ask a question what's the most outrageous Oh God, do, you get, do you get this all the time? But she likes Pretty much. Huh? She no, no, that's she's done. Yeah. Well, with your first boyfriend, yeah. the one with the dog bowl. Well, well, well they went, so they define outrageous. The dog bowl was outrageous. <laughs> so if that one hear something like that, come, like, <laughs> they, went, they went shopping for sex toys. <laughs> yeah, we got, we got sex toys together. Yeah, I, yeah we, we really discovered like a, an enjoyment of like messy sex which was like sort of yeah i think i mean i don't i'm not into uh i i don't know if you're allowed to say what do you mean messy i'm not into poo or i'm not into anything like that. That. Yeah, or I'm blood so. i'm not yeah. into sports yeah, yeah exactly that. i was gonna yeah. say you say hard sports yeah, yeah but i didn't you know not a lot of people know what that sports, is basically. yeah not yeah. extreme sports yeah. not blood, blood sports. i'm really squeamish i'm not into that but like I suppose, yeah, it was like, I think it's a really liberating thing to just like not be scared of your own body. And I think a lot of women grow up, uh, people who, um, uh, sorry, I'll go back. People, uh, women grow up being told that periods are bad and like having sex in your period is, you can't do that. And like, you, you know, just like, again, another restriction on being a woman and your body. And I think it's really nice to like reclaim that too. And if you want to do that, then that's fun. Like, and that should, and actually, it's actually quite good on your period. So <laughs> like, why shouldn't you? And like, I think that that's just starting to slightly again chip away at that being less stigmatized and that being a bad thing. Well, for so, women yeah. to have sex on their period. Yeah. Or just like not be grossed out 
hurt by it. Oh my god! Before the patriarchy, it was the nectar of the gods, was menstrual blood, yeah, and the, the honey from the bees of Aphrodite. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. Because they worshipped Mother Earth. Yeah, it's just the most. It's a super. I mean, so's uh, going to the toilet a natural thing, I suppose. But like, it's like less uh, dangerous and not at all dangerous uh, for your, you know, to your. How am I going to say this? This is probably going to sound rubbish. Carry on. You know, like as in it's a uh, not a dangerous thing whereas poo is potentially yeah, quite course, <laughs> contaminated yeah, yeah, and bad yeah, yeah, yeah. so what i mean is not that i'm like super into or something mm. i think i'm just such an advocate for trying to move away from the fact that oh you can't do that i can't do it because i'm on my period fine mm. if you don't want to but like i think it's so that's what you meant by messy sex spit no not sex. necessarily okay. it was more like spit and just like bodily fluids and like right. not being like a fun and interesting highly thing. feminized but, um, yeah maybe yeah highly yeah. feminized mm. Bang on. <laughs> so yeah, your first sex toy. Yeah, oh yeah, this was not my idea. And uh, <laughs> oh, shit, I said his name. <laughs> we can cut that, right? <laughs> yeah, I never heard you. Um, timestamp, right? Is that how yeah, you do it? Time yeah, timestamp. Timestamp. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, he was like, oh, "I've just ordered a double-ended dildo off the internet," and I was like, "A what?" <laughs> what a way to I go! I didn't know what that was. Yeah, at all. I had no idea what that was. So yeah, yeah, we had some good fun with that. I so you, that. you know what one of them are, is, Tugger, right? No. A double-ended dildo. A double, oh, I've got the idea now. A double, <laughs> a double. What would a double-ended dildo be used for, though? Like, why double-ended? So you both stick it up each other? Yeah, I think it was probably... For a man and about, woman? For, well, I think at the time it was probably more of a lesbian sex toy. I would have thought so. But you and your boyfriend, Anybody you see that movie, with, Requiem yeah. for a Dream? That's what I was oh, about yeah. to say. Sorry for yeah. me wondering that widely, but how did a double-ended double dildo have, <clears throat> have, have use for you and your boyfriend? Um, I think, if I can remember, it's actually, I feel like I don't have much memories about the actual use of it, but it was more like, yeah. Well, you, don't, you don't have to disclose it. Maybe no, I just feel like, it. Yeah, it was, right. I'm sure it was great. <laughs> we, we should probably leave the detail at that. I'm not sorry. Yeah. Oh, that's why I said yeah, I might yeah. be being too nosy. You, you know? um, it's good to take it. Do you use sex toys in your so sex far. No. no. I'll be honest, I had an experience once. It was quite, a, it was very traumatic. Go on. Oh, is this yeah. a prison story? Yeah, it's a personal story. Uh, my mate hooked me up. My mate hooked me up with a girl. No, it's not a prison story. My mate hooked me up with a girl once. And I went round to her house and she made me dinner. It was lovely dinner, by the way. Salmon, boiled potatoes, very posh. And after she, anyway, on the sofa, coffee, and then she, and she pulls out this big box of sex toys. Yes, girl. Woohoo. <laughs> <laughs> like every person yeah. should own. Oh, <laughs> sex toys. I run out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> I run out. <laughs> because it was, I was there, what's this guy? I didn't know this girl. <laughs> and it's, but I don't mind, like, there's too many things in it. It's all different too. I didn't know what they were. It's all right, darling. You don't have to be threatened. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Not for me. I'll say, <laughs> Uh, what was brought, in the she, box? Just I, didn't even want, I just said, you know, there was a big briefcase and there was all sorts in there and I didn't even want to look in there. All I know is that Wally put things in there and I know I know parts of this. I got out of there. Go out of there. I'm a celebrity, get me out. <laughs> so much better. I know, I don't feel threatened. Right. Can I just chat? Can I say something quickly? I feel like I had to share that. Your first proper job no, was at Costa Coffee in Perth. Ah, uh, Costa Coffee in Perth. The hub of Perth. <laughs> <laughs> or it was in 2008. Anyway. What, 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 what motivated you 
to join Costa Coffee? Was it because it was such a, a product you believed in? Yeah, I really, so intensely. Yeah, I really. <laughs> I believe in them. I really believe in like yeah, corporate strategies and brand branding and whatever <laughs> yeah. other yeah. shit that I had to learn. <laughs> no, no, just really fancied the boy that worked there. <laughs> I love the honesty. I love the honesty. But when I got the job there, he'd stop working there. Oh, I was like, oh And when you were walking past Costa Coffee. When that heart went off over your head, was he wearing a back brace? <laughs> no, he wasn't wearing a back brace. Okay. He's had really nice eyes. Oh. I do love a pair of good, good nice eyes. eyes. It's yeah. important. You know? But yeah, so I worked there and I was trying to save some money to go traveling around Asia, Southeast Asia by that point, because um yeah, my boyfriend and I had decided that's what we were gonna do for like nine months after we finished school because um yeah, we, I was going to go to drama school, but I think it was either that I didn't get in that year and I only tried one school. But it's basically like there are 30 places a year at drama school. And I knew that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be an actor. I'd like done some uh, theatre um, film school in New York the summer before. And I was like, this is amazing. Like, I really want to carry on doing this and all the youth theatre and everything like that. And my school was really supportive. And they were like, yeah, you should do this. So uh, I think I applied for like, I had no idea about the process of applying for drama school then. I was like, yeah, I'm going to uh, go for it. And I applied for the one in Glasgow. That's amazing. It was called the RSAMD at the time. It's now called the rcs i think drama school, uh, drama school. um but there's only like 30 places and thousands of people apply it's hard to get in there, i was only 17 mm. i didn't really know what i was doing and i didn't get in so gutted but i also really want to travel and i always loved traveling and i had that such an experience from a young age which was always wanting to see more of the world um so we decided that's what we were going to do so i had to obviously get some cash together not that we really needed much money i think by the end we traveled it was like nine grand we spent between us for a year Wow. which is uh, insane um so it was like yeah not very much but anyway i just yeah i had this assistant manager who was <coughs> an absolute cow <laughs> the manager was amazing we got on really well like yeah. i just did what i had to do i mean i always quite enjoyed autonomy in a job which is obviously interesting <laughs> yes, well. but i i didn't mind working for people if i liked them and i respected them and they respected me and i actually always hated working for like companies that were like faceless and corporate and money grabbing and all this sort of brand standards and you had to be who you weren't at all times i hated it it felt really false but i needed the money but yeah she was this assistant manager she just like bullied me and i'd never really experienced that before and i was like doing a fine job and then then you know when somebody's like watching your every move you like fuck up or something you know you're just like oh um and i yeah i always seemed to be like really on edge around her but i was totally fine around Again, that was sean <laughs> <laughs> hello it is ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic doing the dishes counting your steps you know all the mundane stuff that is why i'm such a big fan of chumba casino chumba casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary VTW void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus bye Ralph <laughs> yeah, <we're sure laughs> take less breaks <laughs> <laughs> 
Bible change. Never. <laughs> so no, you had a near-death anyway. experience scuba diving. Ah, uh, yes. The story that all my friends know, because I've probably told it like 10,000 times, but it was really quite a, a traumatic time and uh, not something that you expect to happen to you. So yeah, we we went to Thailand to begin with. <laughs> Classic, everybody goes to Thailand, I know. <laughs> I'm going to find myself. But not in that way. I think we were really intent on not doing like the beaten track. We were going to okay. go off the beaten track, but we did want to do some diving. Um, and yeah, uh, did the open water course, which is like the opening beginners course. Anyway, it's at Kotao, which even in 2008 was like so overdived, totally fucked, ruined by tourism then. And I can, I can only uh, dread to think what it's like now. Anyway, we did this course and that was fine. I didn't really love it. I think, I think I definitely have a thing for control and I don't like mm. feeling out of control. Uh, surprisingly, interestingly. Uh-huh. And being underwater, you got to go with it. No, but yeah, I but did. if you, you, you can breathe <laughs> if you're not underwater. <laughs> you're flying. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's the idea that obviously what, if you what just was it ruin... about the experience that that made you feel like kind of yeah nervous. if you don't have your uh, oxygen tank you're yeah. dead <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah. part of it <laughs> it's a mean, big part of it big part of it i like the sort of more shallow depths with the sort of coral reefs and stuff but i think when it got off that shelf and it was just like woof, this big open depth of nothingness that kind of freaked me out quite a lot anyway we did we did this open water course and then uh, my boyfriend was really he loved it he was really good at it he really enjoyed it and i was like loved that he loved it and i was like okay we'll we'll do the next one which is the advanced course and the first dive of the advanced course is like a 30 meter dive which is a deep dive which is actually Mm. quite mad (laughs) it's very deep and it was really beautiful i didn't have any problems on the dive we saw like a shoal of barracuda it was stunning we had an amazing time and as we were coming back up and obviously you have to equalize on the way back up so that you don't die got back up to the surface i did so i got the bends in my brain (laughs) which in the book (laughs) when you read the diving journal when you're learning uh about diving there's a section about you know problems you can encounter whilst driving that are medical and need attention the first one is a pulmonary embolism which is where you come up too fast and your lung explodes and you die the second one on the list is an arterial gas embolism and that's what i had (gasps) in my brain so basically the bends is uh nitrogen bubbles that haven't fizzled out of your system because you are breathing this uh, yeah on the way up to fizzle all them out basically and going down and up Mm. And normally what happens when you get the bends is people have run out of oxygen and they have to come up quickly. That's what normally happens. I had a totally normal dive. Everything was fine. So when I got back to the surface, I was like, oh, I can't really swim properly. This is weird. Maybe I'm just really knackered and this equipment's heavy. And we went back to the boat. Still feeling fine and was with myself. Got back onto the boat and you have this sort of debrief session when you're on the boat about the dive. And by this point, I was like, like this. Like I was... Oh wow! So I was really pissed, and um, she says drinking her wine. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, but, you know it's so funny. It's like so many like pro divers like drink and get smashed all the time, and they're totally fine. It's so annoying. Anyway, I was just like this, like I couldn't really focus, and I was and and my boyfriend, like the friends we'd made, were like, "You all right? Like, what's wow. going on?" Then I started talking absolute nonsense. I was talking about the stripes on my friend's socks, and like, oh, bless you. 
trying to say what color they were and couldn't say what color they were. It's like I was starting to lose the ability to speak. Then the diving people were like, okay, something's not right here. Um, We'll go and check you out. So they took me back to land and like took me to the doctor. My boyfriend went out on the next dive. (laughs) He was like, oh, I should be fine. It's probably just a bit knackered or something. I don't know. Well, none of us thought it was bad. Um, And I think I probably was like, yeah, I'll see you later. So he went on this dive. They took me back to the diving doctors on on this island and I have to have like a sharp dull test and they did all these things I was still quite compassmentous at this point and I was starting to really panic that because I was in Thailand and maybe I'll need the doctors it was going to get really expensive really quickly because these things it can go that way and by this point they were like I couldn't tell the difference between sharp and dull and I couldn't they have to do a memory test I couldn't remember the four things that they showed me at all so it's basically like I was having a stroke oh shit and uh, I was like 18 and they were like this shouldn't happen to you and I was like six weeks into a nine month trip (laughs) can you imagine Mm. (laughs) just at the start Um, anyway so I was on this bed still in my wetsuit and I had this bikini on underneath and I was like trying to take it this this wetsuit off and trying to like stand up and be like I'm fine everything's fine like in the movie and then I went smack down and I like fell off the bed and couldn't walk and they were like you're not going anywhere and I was like oh fuck something's seriously wrong then I had to like sign this piece of paper which all I saw was a lot of O's at the end being like you know you're gonna have to get emergency evacuated by speedboat financial forms and signing it off because I had to sign it and I was still in a fit state to sign it and i was like well i guess they were like you really need to go to the hyperbaric chamber we think you've got this thing i can't remember what they called it then uh you know and then i started to sort of lose lose the plot a bit and then obviously they called my boyfriend back and he gathered up my stuff and we had to get on the speedboat and i'd be like emergency evacuated by speedboat which is mental and all i kind of remember of that is like lying on the speedboat and it really smacking against the waves and I was hooked up with a an IV drip against the side of the boat that was like pulling out of my fucking face no wonder I'm squeamish still yeah anyway so and that and this beautiful sky and I just remember seeing this like beautiful heavenly sky and being like oh my god what am I dying and then which which I was actually uh it turns out anyway what seemed like forever because it was quite far luckily for some reason the next island over over which is Koh Samui happens to have a hyperbaric chamber of which there are not really that many in the world Um, and so they got me there in time because there was a certain time lapse that had to you know like a golden hour type thing but a bit more than that they had to I had to get seen really quickly because as it transpired this nitrogen bubble which in the bends normally is trying to avoid making its way to your brain just went whoop, straight into my oh. nervous system in my brain Shit. and if it had got anywhere so it would have been like a hemorrhage i think or something like that i don't oh, really gosh. know so anyway uh got to the hospital and immediately uh sent to this chamber and it is like something out of nasa it's this massive clunk 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 so cylindrical <laughs> Chunk chunk opening chamber thing which you walk into wow. and it depressurizes. So it repressurizes you back to depth. Um and then you t- it takes five hours at a time to go back up to normal uh sea level sort of thing, but on land. It's mad. I, I just find it amazing what we can do as human beings. So you're in there for hours. So I'm in there for hours. In what uh, but position? you're not uh, lying down. Lying and down. on top of that, you know, like um Air Force pilots, they wear those oxygen masks. Yeah. But they're like massive. It's like a hundred percent oxygen that you're taking in, which is 
really bizarre. Quite <laughs> like, high. So it wasn't really like a high, but you had to forcefully breathe in and forcefully breathe out. You couldn't just breathe normally. You had to go like. <sighs> So it's like effort and really exhausting. And because it's 100% oxygen, you can't have anything moisturizer. What You can't have anything on that's flammable, basically, because oxygen is completely flammable. I've got really dry skin. So my skin was just like having a nightmare. Couldn't read, couldn't entertain yourself. However, they'd thought <laughs> of a really great idea. It's one of three, I think, hyperbaric chambers in the world to have a projector through the window onto the wall. And you could watch movies. Aww. And I remember watching About Schmidt. <laughs> What's that? Which is some weird uh, thingy Nicholson. What's he called? Nicholson. Jack Nicholson movie. Yes. Yeah. Weird. Don't yeah, remember. Quite bad and now. Ice Age 2. <laughs> That's yeah. what I remember watching. Did so that it, take your mind off? I guess so. What was I guess the near death. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I mean, then, well, you're a bit like. I was pretty out of it, to be honest. I, I, you were out of it. Yeah. Yeah. So but, you wasn't panicked. But that happened for three days. I had to go back three to Three days. Wow. For three days because the next day I wasn't right. And the oh, next shit. day I wasn't right. Um, when you say you wasn't right, how did you know you wasn't right? Well, they could tell. And I I, I, I can't really remember a lot, a lot of the two, the sort of days in the chamber to be honest although what i do remember is the little diving doctor called kylie and she was an australian diving doctor and she was this little little tiny lady she, and she was called kylie and she was wonderful i remember <laughs> not related really cool. to minogue imagine maybe i just made that up maybe so kylie minogue was with me <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly so, I gotta so ask, that was ever, pretty mad have you ever dived again i'm not allowed to what i'm not allowed to i'll oh, die really? basically so what happened is that apparently i have something in my heart that 20 percent of people have which is called a pfo which is like a tiny tear in one of the heart valves that on land you don't know you have you're fit and healthy like i used to do loads of sport like hockey and everything used to play sport fine but it only can go wrong uh if you go to depth or altitude and even then it's a complete one in a million. So I, I'm in like a diving journal somewhere now because it's a complete anomaly. It shouldn't have happened. So mountain climbing Or I should, yeah, no, no Everest for me. Yeah. Yeah, wow. I'm not allowed to do that. You are so unique. yeah, I, sh- I had a 30% chance of survival. Well done, you. So, yes. Well done. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so decided to do this with my husband. <laughs> 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 should have had like a Gandhi style yeah. like I'm gonna save the world no it's gonna beat people up <laughs> god are your days of hitchhiking up through Croatia oh I love doing that so god yeah somehow like we carried on that trip like I was fine after that after a while but I had short term memory loss and speech loss for a while weird anyway I'm fine now um, I still think my short term memory is pretty bad <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, decided we want to do some more traveling. I needed a bit more cash for that. So I like worked in my local fish and chip shop for three weeks. I refused somebody. I don't know if you've ever had deep fried pizza. No, in Scotland it's, pos- it's popular isn't they it they fry everything in Scotland don't they they fry, they fry, they fry Mars bars in Scotland yeah, yeah. yeah it's no, called a pizza crunch bloody Wiltshire yeah I mean yeah yeah, yeah it's nothing yeah. new but uh, deep fried pizza battered deep fried pizza you're going to have to try it anyway Heart I decided tax, that yeah. the man that four times in one week ordered a whole deep fried battered pizza <laughs> I like didn't serve him <laughs> I was like, you've had three this week, whatever his name was. You yeah. don't need another one. Yeah, you, you was right. You was right. But I was you should have stopped yeah. him at the second one. He was like, I'll just have a fish supper then, I? 
I don't know they're doing us that's crazy did he have the pallor of death he did oh I know no, he would have if he had the fourth one I was trying to do him a favour but it's probably just being rude anyway so I got some money went to Croatia we just well so this is like 2009 I don't know why but Ryanair had these like insanely cheap flights I don't know if you remember they still have yeah but one pound they ripped you off on the packaging yeah but we were like we just need the smallest bag in the world anytime I ever went travelling even that Asia trip I had like the tiniest bag in the world we started off with big backpacks but we packed them off home and just swapped them for like handbags it was great anyway your boyfriend had a handbag too yeah we just had little little back, <laughs> tiny backpacks well do you know what I mean like over the shoulder yeah, yeah, bags yeah, yeah, not, yeah. not yeah. a yeah. handbag yeah. anyway yeah we got this flight from Edinburgh to Zadar in Croatia for one pound which well, is obviously is insane cheaper than a bus the environment. Fair, but anyway <laughs> we were like that's great so yeah. we flew over there and then we had £200 for a six-week trip each. <laughs> and we were like, we'll make it last. That's what we're going to do. So we hitchhiked up Croatia and we were at this one point trying to get to an island called Pag, which in the summer is... I didn't realise how many islands were in Croatia. Like, it's just thousands of islands. Have you ever been? No. Beautiful. Yeah. But it's endless islands, like thousands of islands. Wow. Maybe hundreds. Anyway, um, there's this island called Pag, which normally has, like, sort of some big festival in the summer, but it was, like, November or something. It was completely off-season. And it was really hard to get to by by hitchhiking. I actually really enjoyed it. I probably would never, obviously, do it on my own, but with, with him, it was really, really fun and not something I would have ever have done. And we were hitchhiking to get to this island called Pag. Nothing was coming along. And then this ambulance like pulls in in front of us and we're like, oh, so sorry. You must need to get into this house. And he was like, you come, you come. <laughs> and we were like, Wicked. what? Wow. Okay. And he was like, you go to Pag? I live Pag. I was like, great. And it was this massive, I'm not joking, massive gargoyle of a man who had like a peace tattoo here. <laughs> Shaved head. He was called Ivo or Evo. Evo Pivo, we called him, and he loved us, and he blue lighted us. <laughs> What's blue light? But you know when the ambulance puts on the blue light on to go on. Wow! Please, like as if it's an emergency. And he was like, "Wait, you watch this." And a two-hour journey took us forty-five minutes. <laughs> he was like, Lord it decent pack. that was that's a result so we were like great he could barely speak any English it didn't matter can't we, get a we didn't know any that, Croatia you? exactly we were like can't believe this is happening it was great we got there and he's like where are you staying mm. and we were like well we're just going to camp because we had camping stuff this part of Croatia and a lot of Croatia in general is basically like the moon it's like rock (laughs) there is no comfy camping ground at all really and he's like where are you staying we're like we'll camp he's like no 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 you stay with me you stay with me so we were like okay but then he like led us to this empty house and the house is completely it's like a three-story it's called apartmani and i think in croatia a lot of people have like second homes that they rent out to to uh to, to tourists um, but we didn't know this and we got there and we were like, is this where we die? This <laughs> <laughs> is where they kill you. Hostile. We You've seen the movies. Seen the movies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There was like nobody in, no lights on. The fridge yeah. was open and yeah. like dead. <laughs> nobody had been in this house for like months. But because of the lack of the translation, driver. yeah, we were like, oh, it's his house. So you take the ambulance home. <laughs> <laughs> but we got there and thought, we're going to die. This is the end. But it turned out that it was his sister's 
like apartment that she didn't live in that she rented out to tourists that he was just like giving us oh. to stay in oh, for wow. free oh, wow. for three days. Oh, a lovely guy. Amazing. He was a really wonderful guy. He, we didn't see him again. He was like, I have to work the rest of the time. He introduced us to some of his friends at the local pub and they spoke really good on. English. They were like, crack on, you just go leave when you're leaving. And we were like, how can we <coughs> say thank you? Because we won't see him again. We didn't have a phone, we didn't have his number. And we were like, well, what can we do? He didn't drink. We knew that because his friend said that. And uh, what else did he not? He didn't eat chocolate or something. But all he was eating on the journey was like this massive bag of cashews. Oh <laughs> so we bought him like three. Sounds like sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> hey! Here we are. We bought him three kilos of cashews. <laughs> Lucky man. And left him on Ooh, you're the... jealous. My yeah. nipples just got hard. <laughs> <laughs> cashews that's a new one <laughs> kinks include cashews so yeah we Cashier left him there and who knows who knows what he's doing now but he was a very kind man and he will stay dear to my heart forever yeah exactly yeah. because obviously hitchhiking could probably go either way so you exactly. broke up with your boyfriend yeah, went over to Rome young. and you did. did something there that I'm really jealous of oh what's that in the Colosseum oh yeah sneaked into the Colosseum and boned <laughs> I don't know how we got away with that I was there just before all this crazy wow. madness of Covid and yeah, yeah. it was by me so. right. that is an accomplishment it was we were yeah. like we've got how on earth did you get away with that there's guards everywhere mm-hmm. cameras security everywhere security yeah. everywhere it was the middle of the night and it was slick. 2010 so less so but there was still pretty heaving um, but there was this one bit, it was honestly, it was about three in the morning. I think it was some like American script writer. I can't really remember. Some guy. Anyway, <laughs> it was fun. And we were like, okay, let's do this thing. And we, it's quite a short story because I was quite drunk. And I don't really remember. <laughs> but there was a lot of bars um, to stop people from getting in. But there's definitely some, and we found it completely by accident because we were trying to get in and it was getting to the point where we were like, there's no way we can really get in. Yeah, we were like, oh, well, we won't do it. But somebody, and many people, I think, clearly in the past had got the same idea because there was this one (laughs) slither of a bit that came out enough. We're getting in there. And we were like, we're getting in. And we were kind of lives of a thing at the time. And it was good. And we didn't go far in because we were like, what if, you know, (laughs) there are lasers. (laughs) 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 Kind of broken into this place, yeah. kind of, right? Oh God, it's really quite a lot of flash, flashing back memories because we were definitely quite pissed. No, it was uh, that was it. Oh, I think there's nothing more exciting than that. Just sort of, you know, your regular one night stand in the middle of Rome in the yeah. middle of the Colosseum <laughs> sex, really. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> As I said, I'm very so, envious. Your next stop was Miami. Yeah, Miami. Yeah, I uh, so oh, so yeah, so I was in Rome for about six months. Um and that was great. I love it out there. Um and 
what happened? Yeah, so I think, yeah, that's right. So a friend of mine that I'd met when I was at film school in New York got in touch with me and was like, I'd really like you to work as like a runner on this film that I'm going to do out in, in Miami. I was like, okay, sure, <laughs> that sounds good. Um, by which point I still was like, I'm not, I'm not ready to go to drama school or uni or something like that. I think that was right. So I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll join. And then, and then he was like, oh, actually, I think one of the parts would be really good for you. Do you want to like audition for that? And then he gave me one of the parts of the film and I was like, sweet. So went out to Miami and then I was going to be in Miami. The plan was I was going to be in Miami for two weeks and then make my way up to Lake County, which is in like Northwest Florida, like Orlando. Um, I love that. Really Orlando. Do you think more really of that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd be will. terrible. It's having a, a Floridian accent. I'd be terrible. Love it. Like, sort of, it's not quite deep south, but it was an amazing uh, part of the country, a uh, part of America that I would never have normally gone to. Okay, a lot of people go to Orlando for Universal and stuff, but this was like, it's like coming to London as an American and then like going to Swindon. I suppose. <laughs> but Swindon with lakes. <laughs> Virginia water. Yeah. Yeah. What is it, the magic roundabout they have over there? You've got swamps, right? Swamps. Yes. Swampy Swindon. It is Swampy Swindon. Swindon. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry to all the Swindon anyway. fans. Yeah, there. exactly. I mean, it's a wonderful place. Um, Must so, be so, so, yeah. Anyway, um, as I got out to Miami, I don't know if you ever remember couch surfing as like yeah, a concept. Sofa, sofa surfing. surfing. Yeah. No, no, the website, not couch as a surfing. concept. <laughs> I mean, as a website. One of my friends said you about guys it. Have so, couch surfing? Yes. No, it's a website you use to yes. stay on random people's couches. Yes. So you go on oh. it. It used yeah. to be super wholesome and great. How do you not Because they're rated. Well, they're, they're yeah. rated, so you say. So yeah, you're rated and you have references by right. other users and other members. And it was like honestly quite wholesome and legit, but obviously say a couple of times things went wrong for people and it got a bad reputation and crazy no god I had the best time and I obviously wasn't Serial stupid killers. and didn't meet up with people Serial with killers no... spoil everything yeah they do yeah. spoil a lot yeah. of things yeah yeah, yeah I can As imagine dickheads but also what I loved about fucking <laughs> <laughs> dickheads oi <laughs> what I really stop liked about killing. it stop serial killing yeah, kids. yeah. yeah. don't Wait, do what? it just say um, no just say no don't kill <laughs> Hang what, on. what I really loved <laughs> thank you so much um, what I really loved <laughs> fucking love you thank you I love this I love it Nang Nang <laughs> oh god I just had this horrible feeling I was taking the piss out of what you were doing then in case that was no no you no you're meant to never apologize okay. you're meant to in case that was something you thought you could have no I don't apologize I know but it's not is it I'll get offended Tourette's, if you apologize is it a Tourette's thing no it's not okay. <laughs> it's not Tourette's thing some people have I know people have asked that can you imagine no people have asked that Imagine if I was doing that. My neighbour still thinks it is. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, good. I'm just checking. (laughs) No, you can check. Sorry. I need to check myself. Okay. (laughs) Before we wreck ourselves. So these guys, okay. these guys fall in love with you. Okay, yeah, I had the, the director and his brother. I had the same. twins. Twins. They All the guys fall in love sword. with you, though. Know? It was very like? strange, and I was only twenty-one, and I really didn't know how to deal with a situation like that. Uh, yeah, so the film went bust before it started filming. 
Oh. which was obviously ideal they said oh you can go home and i was like bitch i've got a 90 day visa in florida i'm not going anywhere so i i stayed out there and they were like yeah sure you can stay with us and that was you know three months is a long time and when you're kind of recently cooped up with people yeah. in the middle of lake county florida and uh yeah like really really got on with the director he was a really nice guy and really fun and we had a really fun time together but it got really intense and he was a really intense person really quickly he was a bit older than me and I think maybe I was I suppose reasonably exotic <laughs> and <laughs> that was really exciting to him reasonably reasonably, reasonably exotic I like the American. way you put in the reasonably it's a Scottish you know, from lands, to, isn't it? to being yeah, yeah. exotic so what do you mean intense from the UK you mean he, he was just quite intense as a person, towards you towards me and in general I mean mm. nothing untoward happened or anything you, but I just oh. mean his he like yeah developed these feelings for me which I thought were a bit like unnecessary <laughs> um, and then my brother Zone. and then yeah well yeah and then the brother who was like the worked in the town and is a local person and he was also really great he treated me really well and was really fun and interesting in a completely different way they were complete opposites didn't look alike at all you know which one was um, hotter oh mm. <laughs> they're both really good looking actually um i think probably i would have preferred the director if i think the less intense one the less well, they were both as intense as each other to be quite honest with you but in different ways but yeah and i found myself in this situation where these were like having more and more intense feelings towards me but like sort of maybe didn't know or didn't communicate to each other that they were both feeling this way and i felt really in the middle maybe they were both getting jealous of you as well i don't really know but it sounds so stupid because you know that's really ridiculous but this these things happen these things happen i've seen and you're like but then i couldn't really i mean i could i I didn't really have the money to get a random flight back and i had to sort of endure this time and i think as well maybe as a sort of young woman you sort of put up with things so as not to like rock the boat or upset the balance quite a lot right so i think i did that for a while right and then anyway uh yeah i it was time for me to leave eventually and and it was a really interesting experience but then i got home and i had these like like love letters but basically what i'm saying is by the time that i knew that that's how they felt was when i come back in that way so yeah they'd sent me like these like really massive like long messages being like separately and i don't know if they knew it's a bit late now, though, isn't it? You're all the way in England. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Bye. Bye. Anyway. Did you, did, did you reply? He ever gets no. first letter back. <laughs> Not like to that. I, I have to say, so I do have to say Ghosted. that 10 years on or something, the director guy got back in touch with me on Facebook or something. And then I and I said, I sent him a message. I said, look. I really appreciate that you put your feelings towards me on paper like all those years ago and I really handled it badly. And you brought it too. Of, and, yeah, I didn't say that. And, and, and that I'm really sorry for not handling it in, in, any, in a better way. Why should you have to apologise for because not handling what? What, what, do you, what, what, do you, what do you feel like you want to apologise for? I know, because I, I just what happens, isn't it? You get intrinsically nah, Don't be sorry. Is what it is. Other people. I, it's what I'm like anyway. I worry about it's carry on ghosting. How did you meet your next <laughs> boyfriend? Carry on ghosting. <laughs> I met him... Because I was really into his cousin, actually. <laughs> but his cousin was a bit too wild for me. But yeah, we just met at a pub in my local village. How um, wild was this dude? 
How old was this dude? No, wild. You say it's too wild. Oh, I'm I know. Thinking... I know. I know. But also uncommunicative. Oh, there have been so many uncommunicative men in my past. God, so annoying. And I uncommunicative. Uncommunicative. Just like you know, you don't just talk. Put, put out oh, a lot of effort. That's the worst person to be. You know, and you yeah. put out a lot of effort, yeah. and you don't get enough. Effort. Okay. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that that's massively uh, psychoanalytical uh, because I think you look for that. That person it's got to be that give you and take it. in your life that didn't give you that wasn't there for you, I think. So is this the long term vanilla? So boyfriend? I had a long term vanilla boyfriend, and he was great, and we were really good friends, and we had a really good relationship actually, and we actually got together when we both decided the next day after a really big night at the pub, and I was still wearing the clothes that I wore from the pub the night before to go up a mountain on the twenty third of December in Scotland. So did you say mountain? <laughs> yep, we climbed a mountain. Me, oh, a mountain! A mountain. I me. thought you said two mountains. Oh right! Oh no! <laughs> I didn't mind him. No. Well, actually, I did in a bathroom. <laughs> but yeah, we got together because me, him, his cousin, and my then bo- the, the boyfriend to be's best friend, the four of us, decided to drunkenly, still hungoverly climb a massive mountain in the middle of winter in Scotland in the clothes we were wearing from the pub the night before. Yeah. Got to a bothy, got to the top, ended up having sex with him. As you do, when you get to a mountain. And I was like, I guess this is what's Well, you reach the climax, aren't you? You well, climb up. the mountain. But we nearly fucking obviously. needed the mountain rescue service, honestly, on the way up there. It was terrible. After we the should six. never have done that. It was, I honestly don't know how we did that. I mean, we could go. I mean, I, I, this is you going, don't cut a long story short. Yes. Because that is a long story. Go Honestly, it's, it, I feel it, like it, all it. we're talking about is long stories. That's <laughs> what we want. Are you sure? Oh, yes, for sure. No, it's just the fact that we decided that was a good idea and I still was wearing a dress and uh, tights and like leg warmers and really bad shoes. And I was like, yeah, sure, that sounds like a really good idea. <laughs> Jamie had a guitar on his back. I had a log in my backpack. A log? And, just the one? Yeah, just the one log. I mean, it's so stupid. Somebody had a bottle of whiskey and somebody else had that something else. That makes more else. sense. Oh, it was so stupid. <laughs> and then, yeah, we decided okay. to climb this hill and then the, my my not-at-the-time boyfriend's friend had this GPS and the GPS uh, th- really saved us and we found this bothy, which is like this sort of mountain hut that you can stay in if you're <laughs> up this hill or Monroe, as we call it in Scotland. And we finally found this. We were really getting to the point where we were falling through ice and like <coughs> scarring our legs through this ice. And I was what? like, I'm going to wow. die. This is terrifying. Oh and finally found this hut and the hut was locked and we like kicked down the door and used the wood that we'd kicked down the door with to make a fire. Wow. Like, it was so ridiculous. And then... Um, Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, it got absolutely slammed on three bottles of whiskey between us. Ate some blue cheese, and I, uh, I had sex ending. with this guy. Yeah, and got a funny my story friend's cheese. Joe. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh, we mean with what? Blue yesterday. cheese. No, <laughs> with yesterday. Yeah, with yesterday. Yeah. Because, yeah, I love this. Like sometimes clients will bring you like bottles of wine or champagne or flowers or chocolates to try to be really like swanky, and because it's like considered to be like a you know elite pretentious like job. Yeah. This guy works in a farm shop and brought me some really fucking good cheese. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yes! Brilliant. Yes, you can come.
behaved. He's listened to what you like and taken it on board. Next day, come back and bring the crackers. We had this very consultation because I vet everybody. I bet, I don't know how what you do, but I bet everybody that I has a good submission or a consultation um ad, um application yeah. by a video call, just like a quick one to see like if they're if we get on, basically. So and it's a match. Uh, yeah, if it's the right match, exactly. And uh yeah, he was really sweet and we were talking about what he does and I used to have a job on a cheese counter when I was growing up, which was a brilliant job. It's like the biggest cheese counter in Scotland I used to work on. And so you uh, really appreciated the cheese. I really like cheese. Ah. So I couldn't be vegan. But um, but yeah, uh, and and he sort of noted that and brought me some like really unusual ones. So Very sweet. So I really appreciated that. <laughs> what happened with this long term vanilla boyfriend then? Uh, well, we listen. We always got on really well, but he wanted, I think, a totally like much more normal life than than I could really give him or he could give me. And most of our life when we were together, I was at drama school, and we never really saw each other by the end. And uh, so. I'm really nervous about that. <laughs> and uh, and I, you know, it, I was totally devastated because I really, I think I really wanted it to work, but I think I was wanting totally normal things because I was telling myself that's what I wanted. If that makes sense, yeah. because it was yeah. stability, a lot of things that I wasn't used to. I was what society really... pushes on you, maybe a little. Hundred percent. And you know, we got on really well, and we had a really good life together. As much as it, he wasn't into King. Like I thought, oh well, maybe that's just something I have to get rid of, and that's which is so funny to think of now but it's something that oh that's what just happened then and that this is now you know and you know each their own and just because you know it's like anything the kind of like non-monogamy or kink isn't for everybody and i would never push that on anybody you know just do whatever you want um between consenting adults <laughs> the kink isn't for everyone there, no there's it always gonna be it totally vanilla but he wanted me to be more like nine to five i think and it just didn't work we yeah. wouldn't want to get the same yeah thing and we weren't going to be on the same so this brings channel. us on to the next oh. thing uh, bless him interesting I hope he's happy wherever he is <laughs> so your life took a bit of a turn with liaisons with pro footballers in oh, brackets God. dickheads yeah dickheads yeah the two that I had an interesting liaison with was during a time where I was going through that kind of breakup and I hadn't been a single for a long time and be in a place where people that like had loads of money and were like well known were showing any interest in me so i just thought that was an exciting thing but my god they're a children and b just totally got no i mean give a 23 year old millions of pounds what mm. the fuck is going to go on we see more crazy <laughs> you know yeah. a 23 year old man boy yeah. <laughs> millions and millions of so pounds. how did you meet them I worked in this sort of swanky with a silent S restaurant in Wanky. In the center of Manchester. And like it was a, a decent job because it was really flexible. Because drama school is like 12 hours a day, five days a week. You, it's not like normal uni. You can't really get extra, extra work. Again, which is why it's problematic in Elitist, is because you can't really. I mean, there were people from all sorts of walks of life at drama school, but being an actor, being a drama student does not, um, if you're from a working class background, is not uh, really a viable thing, I have to say. Why did you say that? Because it costs a load of fucking money. And when you leave, if you don't, if you don't work your ass off all the time, you can afford and mum and dad have given you a load of money. You can sit on your ass waiting for the phone to ring or do whatever you want. Do you know what I mean? Like there's so many people I know that have done well because they haven't had to worry about money because they haven't had to go off and do a normal job. Wow. Which is me included, by the way. I've, I've never 
had you know never been able to sit on my laurels like that at all mm. but you know it is quite an elitist world or it's who you know it's very nepotistic of course nepotistic it's a lot of le- not a nepotism involved um which is a shame or it's who you know but um so yeah so i needed this job in second year i think or maybe third year i can't remember now maybe it was third year um, where I had a bit more time because, you know, we were in a basement for 12 hours a day doing Chekhov or whatever the fuck we were doing. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, discovering what feeling meant. <laughs> oh, good luck with that. Uh, yeah, good luck with that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it just was just like a hostessing job, I think, in this, this restaurant. Which was an amazing experience. And actually, I started writing about it because I think it would be a really cool series because the, when you go to these sort of like, not like a Michelin star restaurant, there are so many people working there behind the scenes that make the place run mm. so well and so smoothly and work so hard for so long. Um, who are really fucking good at their job. Cool. Like the hospitality industry, I've worked in it for 10 years or I did used to work in it for 10 years and they're the most, hard-working multifaceted people that i know and are, are trying usually to do something else and even if they aren't are incredibly good at their job and care about it so much you have to have interpersonal skills emotional intelligence know what's going on everywhere and have 10 plates spinning all at once mm. and be super good at not losing your shit around dickheads sorry about this, this so, tell us how people. you met your partner in thailand my pa- I didn't meet my partner in China. Oh, no, you did an awful I, advert. An awful advert. You did do an awful so advert. So you've had all these jobs, and including do... chefing, barista, involving tugger jobs. You then get this wonderful advert. Just to go back there, by the way, girls don't bother with the footballers. Unless they're communicative non-dickheads. That just goes for anybody. Really Particularly. It's not just footballers. Just footballers. Mm. Just don't, I mean, don't go there. Go for a wee. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you want to carry on without me? No, no, no. Yeah, we'll keep going. Yep. Are you sure? Yeah. Oh. Because we're running out of studio so time. So, yes, you had all these... So one, sorry. Tell us, tell us. Copy your jobs, but then we have here did an awful advert. I did do an awful advert. I did do an awful advert for um, a carpet company, oh, which was horrendous. And those kind of adverts that you see and you go, how did that ever get made? It's really bad. On TV? Yeah. Oh, wow. So what was bad. I know what I don't want to say. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was terrible. And I never want to see it again. You know, if you're like ever on Graham Norton in like 40 years time and they go, oh, appears. they'll show you that. And you're like, oh, my God. That's they show you the baddest, yeah. worst adverts of all time. It was, <laughs> yeah, that I'd, I'd be in it. Yeah. But hey, it's money. Oh, Commercials make you money. It. You got paid, didn't you? Yeah, I got paid well. And Come then on. I decided with that, I would go, this is like, I was like, I'm single. I'm going to go back to Thailand without a boyfriend this time <laughs> on my own for like seven weeks. And just have my own time. Anyway, just after I'd sort of put money down on that flight or whatever, I uh, uh, met my my boyfriend, my partner now, and we like met eyes across the room. It was at a kink social actually, and uh, <laughs> yeah, and I was gas. like, yeah, gas, mm. yeah. yeah. In real life, though, I mean, not on an app, not on a stupid way, just like literally, like oh, That's hello. Nice. Yeah, it was really nice, and he is great. It was uh, a really nice way to meet somebody, and then yeah, uh, cut my trip like like two weeks short because I was like, this sunset on my own is really nice again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but it'd be much better oh. if you were there. Anyway, so yeah, I. I came back from that trip for sure. So right, we're about to get onto the kink. Edinburgh, oh, fringe. Edinburgh Fringe. Yeah, so I was like trying to think back. Like people say, like, oh, when did this all start again for you or whatever? And I was trying to think back on when that was. And for me, I can remember 
doing a play at the Edinburgh Fringe in like 2017 and <laughs> being on this dating app and meeting up with some guy who turned out to be so nice and we got on really well. He was a comedy promoter, hilarious, really interesting, fun. And we got on really well and like, you know, went to go and hang out back at his. And like suddenly the sex was really kinky and both of us were like, oh, okay. Like, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> cool. And and then met up, I think a couple more times. And then he told me about this website called FetLife, which I hadn't heard of. And I was like, what's that? And he was like, oh, it's basically like Facebook, but for like kinky people, I guess. So you have like a profile and but it's about your, you know, sexual interests or your fetish oh sorry or it's about your you know your kink or your that side of you which you people don't see and you can post pictures or you can ask about events or go to events or people post about events anyway so I was like I never heard of that and he was like yeah I kind of really want to go to some sort of event you know I've really wanted to for ages but you know I'm quite nervous about it because it's quite this whole big thing and I was like yeah god yeah that sounds amazing but I didn't even know about it then Maybe was it 2016? I sound like a granddad. It was either 1962. <laughs> <laughs> we had the Cortina. I feel like I sound like. Oh. Anyway, um, so yeah, we parted ways, and then I was like, oh, okay. So I set up this profile, and I had this uh, this thing, and then I was like, oh god, oh, because Craigslist. Do you remember Craigslist? Yeah, yeah. Craigslist yeah. had all the person. And I, I used to love scrolling through them being like, this is fucking fascinating. Who are these people that want to meet people and suck their toes? I want to do that. Oh my God. I'm so cool. Oh my God. No, go on. <laughs> One of my ex-boyfriends annoyed me so much. I put him on there. <gasps> phone number. Where's Craigslist though? Oh, you well, can advertise Craig's- all sorts. Put it that I way. I think serial killers spoil that one. As well. <laughs> yeah, well, th- that's exactly the thing. So, I'm talking about damn serial killers. <laughs> well, <laughs> this is the thing. So, so with that kind of background in mind and yeah. that kind of you know thing, I thought this website would be like the same. I thought, oh god. If I talk to anyone or meet anyone on this, I'm like, well, I'm going to die immediately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, I think, I don't know. It's not like I was like, fuck it. I just like got a sense of somebody. I think I've always been reasonably good at using my intuition and my emotional intelligence to tell if somebody may or may not kill me. Yeah. And I'm still here. So hopefully that's just, you know, done myself proud. <laughs> but, um, yeah. but yeah, yeah, so I was on this website and then somebody was talking to me and I thought, okay, yeah, they seem interesting and, and, and all right like I'll meet them and it was in a public place and it was at this uh, is that what you call a munch yeah, I wanted like, to clarify for everyone out there what a munch, munch is I, had to I personally hate the word munch <laughs> <laughs> it comes from meet up and chat and it's like a kink social but I really okay. think it's an outdated word now so, so they meet in a public place a lot place. of people like oh, it it's a meet up and chat yeah like a group of people or a couple Oh, the group I don't know you're speaking group. to the wrong girl but it's, like a social, <laughs> it's a social <laughs> event like yeah. for anything else like it could be for paganism you know paganism or something apart for paganism or oh something. I, yeah or anything I, I like mean people up, that want to talk about I don't know beer or uh, Shakespeare or something if you want to talk about Check something off. but there was a man Check with off. a certain top on in there oh yeah right so so I meet this guy and he isn't a serial killer and he's actually really nice and we get on and I was like okay this is fine um, and this is a, a, it's called the DVS Munch in Leadenhall Street in central London and I was like okay this is fine 
and we go downstairs because it's this old bank and it's this beautiful building and there's a, I think it's like a revolutions now or something. <laughs> anyway, it is. Anyway, so we go down and and I was like, oh, I don't know if all these people are for me actually because there was a guy in the corner who was this really big bald guy in a big t-shirt that said, I heart fisting. <laughs> And he was You have a losing weight. I heart so I thought I recognised you. <laughs> anyway, he was like quite intense. And oh, had you would this be with a t shirt like that. <laughs> right? So I do not sell organic cotton I heart fisting. Yeah, for sure. Just like, new market. New market. I know. Wow. And I and I wasn't equipped at the time with the knowledge that I am now to sort of uh, you know understand people as well then. Um, but he still was quite full on, and he had all these like things draped around his belt, like including his dog bowl that he was drinking Red Bull from that his mistress. Wow. No, no, one minute, sorry, just a lot of dog bowl. <laughs> I know, so you can't cope with the dog bowl. It's fine. Anyway, he um, he was that's all he was drinking his Red Bull out of that when he was allowed to, which was poured for him by his mistress. And I was just like really interested. Poured looking, for him by his mistress. Yeah, so he was only allowed to drink when he was allowed to as this dog. So that was fine. Did he have the colour and everything? I don't think he had a, maybe he did have a collar on. There were other people with collars and leashes on and sat around, but it was, was house trained. It wasn't, uh, yes, he was house <laughs> But it wasn't like everybody was sat out in normal clothes and it was a normal situation. It wasn't a, a kink event, you know, it was a, it was just a, as if it was an after works drinks, you know, that's all I could with explain. Dog it balls. With dog bowls. With dog bowls. But that was kind of cool to see that behavior like being exhibited and being so liberal to exist and happen. I was like, this is cool. But, I didn't really know if that was for me. And then like a couple of other things that I went to later, I met people who were like maybe a bit more my age and a bit more interested in what I was interested in. And I was like, okay, now I find my people. This is cool. Mm. So then I was like, okay, yeah, this is for me. <laughs> so the first night club you went oh, to. Oh yeah. So they, that, that munch was attached to a night. So basically you can go to these socials to maybe meet people that will be going to the events. So then you like, aren't so like, oh, there's all these people here that I don't know, I guess. Um, and so I went to that, but I went on my own. Do, like... do, you have, do you have to put a lot of thought into what you're going to wear on something? Yes, like that? you do. There's usually strict dress codes to these things um, uh, that are like uh, I can't say fetish, can I? But it's kink or fetish dress because fetish is a dress. It's a whole yeah. scene. So, so I what, guess what it's were hard your to options? Say. What were your main options? Well, I didn't really know at the time. I had certain underwear that I was going to wear, um, but I went. I was kind of into more sort of pinup look at the time, sort of more 1950s kind of look at the time, which is hilarious thinking back on because it's way more high maintenance than I am. <laughs> and I just thought that was something that I was into. And I turned up dressed like I was going to the races. Not <laughs> <laughs> like Cheltenham. And then I just had a nice dress on, you know, that was like quite. Royal Ascot. I yeah. I thought you meant like in your tweed. Oh, right, yes. Like Did you have a hat? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> I would have liked to have had a hat. Yeah. Cheesecake style or more like fashion? Uh, oh, no. Yeah, no, dress. it was more like a sort of, um, uh, I don't know what you call it, but but more tight, tighter fitting. Okay, so um, a bit ascot. Yeah. Of I guess I'll it was. I'll tell you, a raw ascot. Or like a, a bardo top, you know. Yeah. Anyway, hysterical because everyone else is in like full black. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh. But anyway, I totally had a great time. I just sort of was a bit nervous to start with, but I'm obviously not the shyest person in the world. So well, I just yeah, got stuck in. You got played that night with a dungeon monitor, sex on the sex swing. Had some sex on the sex swing, yeah. Sex on the sex I'd swing. I've never had sex on a sex swing. What's a sex swing? It's exactly what it sounds like. 
one of them. You had one? Yeah. Oh, did you? Yeah, oh, my, my God. With my wife in I America. Am, yeah. I ain't been living life out here, man. We That's had a, a sex we had, we had it attached to a squat. We had it attached to a Right. So. We had it attached to a squat rack. A squat rack. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. So it's not it like a like swing that. like nah, in the park. Yeah, yeah. It's like she's on a lying down. So the you swing. attach it swing. like from the ceiling. Yeah, yeah in four. Yeah. yeah, and you lie on it. Lie on it. Yeah. 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 On your back. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it means like that, back, it, right? it means <laughs> that somebody can be fucking you whilst they're standing up, basically. Oh, that's and you're lying down. You don't want to. It's quite Tugger's gonna. I'm quite versatile. Me, I can. You can go up your flat soon. There's gonna be this little fucking swing. You're both ways, then, right? You're two both ways. No, me. I only swing one way. Me. Which way? I like women. Candace's like, I'll change that. <laughs> Which way did you swing on the swing? Oh, on the, I've never been on the swing. <laughs> I've never been I'm on the swing. The young lady just said there's like many positions. That's what you said. Like. That's what I'm in. I'm versatile. I like many positions as well. <laughs> I'm a man of many positions. Yeah. I don't need the swing. <laughs> as long as it's doing the penetrating. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fine. <laughs> Boring, but fine. <laughs> uh, anyway, anyway, yeah, that was moving fun. on. That was fun. Well, let's, like, keep, let's keep going on. I want to hear more about this club night. Uh, yeah, probably what happened at lot. the club night? <laughs> well, there's a lot of different clubs out there. I hadn't really found my sort of vibe by that point, but I was like, okay, this is a whole like thrilling scene that exists. But can I ask you one thing? Oh my god, what? Five some in the bath. Oh, oh yeah, that was, that? That, was a, that was a private party. That was my first private party. So that dungeon monitor, I sort of saw for a couple of times, and he invited me this to me with a dungeon monitor. Yeah, so that is somebody who, who regulates the uh, place and makes sure that everybody's having a good time. And is re- someone regulates the five some. No, no, this is before this. Oh. So a dungeon monitor or a DM is somebody who works at a club night, a, a sex club night, yeah. uh, to, and is not part of. He, by the way, when we did play, he was like off duty. I'll just point out. So if you're on duty, you. I'm not Yeah. He's like <laughs> an overseer. Yeah. Like make lifeguard. sure that everybody is okay. It's a lifeguard. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Someone might get stuck on the swing. The sex guard. Change <laughs> <laughs> yeah. things is up in that step. Exactly. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I'll get the gist. So oh, safety, I'll but also everybody being consensual and either like not to, uh, you know, everyone's in control of what they're doing and making sure that everyone's okay so it's it's great and you know what i'd love to say is that you know times when i've been out to like the club in you know when i was younger like just like normal clubbing yeah i've had way worse experiences of people touching me inappropriately like non-consensual practices guys being gross and and you know not respectful about consent. It's a good point. In, in way more situations. I've had a in friend. In fact, 100% more, 100 more situations than, than in the... The meat Kingsley. markets, those, a lot of those yeah. places. Hundreds. Yeah. You know what's yeah. happened to yeah. a friend once of mine? She was stood at a bar buying a drink. A guy went up, up her skirt, yeah. straight yeah. up. It's horrific. Fuck's sake. It's yeah. ridiculous. It's Look what's happening yeah. up north is now that, with the spiking the drinks and yeah. everything oh, like it's, that. It's fucking ridiculous. If that happened in a sex club, you'd be thrown out immediately. Yeah, yeah, Everyone yeah, would yeah. know who you were. And yeah. also you'd be a disgraced. Huge, there's a huge sense yeah. of community and no, of you can't course. get away with that behaviour. You'd no. be put in that dungeon and tortured to death. You know what? <laughs> it's, a very good, it's a very good point what you said there because like what you said, you'd be disrespected in a normal club. Oh, but it's not just about that. It's about the heteronormative way of men 
dealing with women, women in that way yeah, and absolutely. that they're objects yeah. and that they're to yeah. be objectified whereas yeah. in the kink scene there's a lot more sense of equality not just yeah, between men and women yeah. but with everybody queer people as well as straight people yeah. Yeah. and it's way, everything is much more tolerated Good. and that's what's amazing about yeah, it yeah, yeah. That, that, that's, that's good then that's, that's good it's a safe, safe yeah. space but what's problematic is people like the fucking council are terrified by these things going on because mm. because they're like oh well we can't have that happening in our borough don't you think England's it, too it, conservative with sex yeah. altogether? Yeah. I think in, in England, it's just like, no sex, we're British. I think it's just, and one of the only countries like that, they're really old school when it comes to that. And America's got some extremes as well. And the more you suppress something, yeah. the more it comes out yeah. abnormally. Uh, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, like extreme ends. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, it's just about learning about tolerance on all, on all levels, yeah. 100%. So you had a good night that night then, but yeah, you wasn't was quite, scary. you hadn't quite found your I kick. hadn't quite found my people, but I, I saw that guy a couple of times after that and he took me to my first private party, which I was a real like eye-opener experience and I sort of threw myself into that. What outfit what, was it that night? What outfit was it that <laughs> night? What did I wear? Some sort of like interesting lacy body thing. I think it was a bit more lingerie. I wasn't really into latex then. But I'm not really into that that now because it's really like difficult on my it's skin. I've got really sensitive it? skin, yeah. so I don't really. I, it looks amazing on other people, but I don't think it looks like. I've never been a fan of latex. Really. Yeah, no, no. no. It's kind of it's each for their own. Really. I like laundry. I'm a laundry. I'm a laundry man. Oh yeah, laundry. Yeah, I thought you said laundry. I like on women. Laundry. Yeah. I thought you said laundry. Not the laundry. Yeah, um, <laughs> laundrette, babe. It's my hat and the accent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 so uh yeah that was really interesting and i had like people sucking my toes for the first time oh, wow. and like i was like well this is good how have i not done this before this feels amazing and then yeah they this flat this people had the most amazing flat it was beautiful it was in old street and they had this yeah this amazing bathroom and like <laughs> five of us had sex in the bath and it was great <laughs> would you it was recommend super hot yeah yeah. Group sex. How, I hadn't had group sex before. Five. There was only enough room for five. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was a big old bat. So that was really fun. And then, yeah, I was like, okay, this is something that I could definitely get involved in. Um, but yeah, I mean, you have to make sure that you're not too wasted or not too high and make sure that you're in control of your environment and take like personal responsibility for that because, you know, mm. can get quite hedonistic. So this Listen. obviously led you on to your Dom career i guess so yeah it's something that's always been in me i guess i've always been very switchy but when my relationships and my relationships with men i've often been more submissive i have to say but i enjoyed that because i think for so long in my life i've always had to feel so in control and be really independent and it's really nice to like relinquish that you know which is why people enjoy being submissive so i i think it is quite important to have all those that knowledge and those skills having been a submissive in order to them turn it the other way around i'm always quite wary of people that you know 100 percent dumb through and through i've always been a dumb and i'm a man and i wear a suit and i'm like, oh, god oh yeah likes cashews yeah i think yeah i mean obviously this is what you know everyone's entitled to what they enjoy and it's in with like sexuality and i'm just like 100% straight. I'm like, now if I see a straight guy on a dating app, I'm like, oh, come on. I'm not on like everyone's straight. Up <laughs> it's just more interesting if you're more fluid. I think. Oh, <laughs> but anyway, it's not for everybody. <laughs> so how did you get into it? How did I get into it? I, it was a real, like, 
light bulb moment in terms of professionally I'd lost my shitty job in lockdown like everybody else and I was like okay I've had enough of I actually was going to leave hospitality anyway like I, you know in, in between these acting jobs that were just all right I was kind of getting fed up of acting I felt like I had no autonomy over that I felt like I was never good enough and I'm constantly chasing this thing where people are telling me I'm not good enough even though I was quite good I'm a good actor and I was like god this is so hard in a world where people can succeed at something that aren't necessarily very good at it mm-hmm. whereas I was discovering with kink and stuff like you have to be good at it to be good at it like you can't be shit and somebody will find out pretty quickly either if you're a dickhead if you're bad with consent if you're a consent um violator or if you're just like not very good at what you're doing or care very much so it was like a world that i really was interested in and i was good at and that i (laughs) i'm tall that was a big big factor (laughs) and i was in a relationship with somebody and in my past a non-monogamous relationship by the way both of us uh, had never been in a non-monogamous relationship before and would have been interested in seeing what that was like now we're not poly okay so we would say our relationship is non-monogamous but emotionally monogamous so that we don't have other boyfriends or girlfriends or partners between the two well it's a very big 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 umbrella so polyamory is is sort of multiple partners either hierarchical or non-hierarchical some people are are both or neither but uh some people who are polyamorous have a primary partner or a nesting partner and other partners around that um i i'm not naturally that way inclined i would say i've always been interested in the idea of being able to be with somebody and we explore things together or maybe sometimes on your own you'd be like oh quite fancy that person that might be quite fun or something but as a bonus as a bonus yeah an open relationship but Sometimes that can involve, uh, I mean, I mean, it's such a minefield. Like there are so many levels to this. Whatever it is, it's communicative. It's honest. It's open. It's talked about. You discuss everything and you talk about everything and you flow together. Like all a relationship should be. You, you know, everything is constant and flowing. I find that monogamy tends to put this out, that put this, um, idea that everything is, like a given and you don't have to discuss things it's like linear it's like okay well we're together now then maybe we'll get you know a dog and then we'll move in together and then we'll get married but we yeah. won't talk about any of those things and that's just and repress our feelings and then we'll divorce yeah maybe <laughs> but that's maybe a bit too fluent but anyway i just think that people don't discuss their relationships enough as a as a continuous thing because people change and grow that's and right. if you change and grow together then that's great but it's also about the fact that you're not dependent on the other person you're your own person and you're living your own life and the other people in your life should be a bonus to your life Definitely. not you need you, you, you they it's not, it's not like about a need it's like a want to be together if that makes yeah, sense of course. and deserved and respected and earned right of course so i mean it's all learning and growing by the way i mean it's not easy i just like to point that out it's not an easy thing it's fucking hard work but then every relationship is hard work Jealousy is a whole other topic that we should spend three hours on. Instead of <laughs> but it's Party. no, jealousy is a completely normal thing and shouldn't be repressed and shouldn't be um, discredited. It's, it's a healthy jealousy thing. Is in, it's actually healthy. Nature. I think oh, yeah. it's a really healthy thing. But it's about what that jealousy is. Yeah, is jealousy from your own insecurity yeah. or jealousy about what does that mean? What it's about. What nomonogamy has taught me is, is, is to look inwardly a lot more about what it is that makes me insecure and how to fix that myself instead of relying on other people to fix that for me. Of course. So your boyfriend anyway, and your yeah. parents 
knew about your career choice than it yeah was really... i i found i found that i didn't want to hide anything from them uh my dad was quite chill with it my mum was just more worried about my safety my dad is just like i trust you i think you'll be fine you're a big girl and my mum was yeah definitely a bit more worried i think as well i'm the only child and the only daughter and she had gone through so much loss she didn't want to have to lose another child in a dangerous way in case anything got dangerous which is a completely fair enough uh, point because uh, i call myself a sex worker i don't have sex with my clients a lot of dominatrixes do and all, that's totally fine but classically not um but you know uh there's a huge stigma still around sex work surrounding sex work and a lot of sex workers are at risk all the time and that shouldn't be the case and a lot of sex workers do lose their lives and that's not yes. okay that's why me and kaz are doing precisely we're doing. Yeah. but we're also totally normal people uh, and that do a totally normal thing and should be protected because of that you know did you have to do training for it I guess the what, only the school of domination. Yeah. There is that. There is <laughs> that. Master Pete. Yeah, oh, Master, Master Pete. Pete so yes, yes we, we, we friend know him very well. Yeah. So he does. Uh, yeah, I guess training. And he did actually mention me when I was starting out. I sort of subbed for him. I was a his bottom, so to speak, literally and physically, when he was uh, <laughs> I can't training. I know. I think you whipped his arm. Okay. So yeah. So he's a powerful, scary man, though. When he wants we need to, to get be. Master Peter on the podcast. Oh, you should. He's, oh, he's I, I should really, message him. I met him. I met him. Yeah, he's lovely. Yeah. Really he, much he, more succinctly than I can. The way he can. speaks is, is very, yeah. yeah. So he's he bossed me around the dungeon um, and showed how to, what was it, how would you describe it, James, when Master Peter... Showed how to hair pull? Yeah, 101 on... On some impact play and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's just quite funny because also, it's not. Don't pull my hair, they're extensions. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's not too dissimilar to, like, um, combat training and acting. Because you have to learn how to pull people's like, to hair correctly. people in a certain way. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was mental. So, yeah, yeah, it was really nice to be able to do something. Oh, yeah, the light bulb moment. And also, just to go back, the light bulb moment doing this was, you know, having the blessing from my partner who was like, I think you'd be really good at this. Yeah. yeah. And not being, you know, possessive or jealous or ridiculous about it. Being, like, just caring for my safety and my well-being versus the threat to his masculinity do you know what I mean yeah. so that was really cool he's a great guy um, and uh, yeah and I was just like yeah god I can use all of my acting skills it's basically all theatre I watched an amazing documentary called Fetishes from 1996 if I'm allowed to say that if I'm not we'll, we'll cut it but there's this amazing documentary I can't remember who it's by but it's like an old fashioned Louis Theroux type guy which is a bit annoying because it is a bit like oh look at all these people doing this weird thing <laughs> so that kind of annoys me but the women in it are amazing they work at Pandora's Box in New York and there's Mistress Raven and all of her um, um. her doms and they are the most amazing women and I was hooked on this from from that that was a real a real um a sort of uh, leaping, bouncing board. What's the word I'm looking for? 
when you when you well like uplifting you really i just just like a sort of um i was like yeah i want to do that you know i'd be good at that i can see myself doing that it's influential and i was like i've got all these skills that is required i think uh but yeah i mean you do definitely need training i mean whipping takes years i i am no i am in no way an expert on anything yet and i would never call myself that uh, because I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel like I feel weird even being here. <laughs> this is weird to me. So what was it like actually yeah, was, going out and yeah, doing, and doing your know, first session? First oh my god, absolutely terrifying! It's like basically when I finished, I was like, it's like doing a play. It was the exhilaration and the, the, the nerve wracking. You're basically going what on stage. You You're being well. He'd never seen a Don before. He's just like a young 28 year old sort of city guy that wanted the experience. I think he just sort of fancied me, probably, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and brought a bottle of champagne. That was quite helpful. Oh, <laughs> and uh, we just had an hour of of playing with different things. Like it was quite an easy like Bug, kind of balls. intro session. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He came into one. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? You are? I made sure I asked him to because uh, I was like, oh, "You're not making a mess. You've got you want to come?" Dog bowls, yeah, maybe you? I do. You uh, come in the dog bowl. Yeah, I made him. Yeah, I was did like, he you're eat not it? Out what I made him eat it. This has been our leap motif. Did you not? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, you did. made him eat. I made him eat it. And he, he you made him eat his own cum. Whoa. Oh, you've never eaten your own cum. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> <Trailer>. <laughs> I haven't. We, no. We are tame. I didn't know. Tame. I didn't know it was edible. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Babe, you've got so much to learn about yourself. <laughs> you think so? Yeah, what? why not? We thought we knew it all. Yeah. <laughs> we I don't feel I, don't we, I, don't we, I need to learn that part then. Have you, well, have you made world. somebody else eat your own Sorry, cup? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so why shouldn't you? Because... <laughs> <laughs> Right. I like the other person's opinion. Right. <laughs> cool. Sounds fair. <laughs> Shane, you've got to tell Tugger. This, we could have a five-minute oh creep out on Tugger of the crazy shit you've done. Oh, God. <laughs> Go on. And we just spent two hours Kaz, we'll talk about the stingers. Okay, so I think definitely, I mean, I have realised this. I mean, it's been a year of an amazing time and a really fun time, considering also during a pandemic. I don't know how I've managed to do as well as I have. I, I genuinely don't. But I'm a guarantee that your story was all outweigh mine by You're craziness. You're amazing, though. By how, 10. How long have you been doing this? I've only doing it professionally since, yeah, yeah. a year or whatever it is. You're what, an absolute natural. I think you're oh, born you. for so many great things. Well, I'm not going to say you're born for this because you're born for many, many great things. And this Aww. is just one string to your oh, bow. so nice. In well, the whole hierarchy of everything. I think that's life, though, isn't it? I think yeah. we shouldn't focus on, yeah. I think capitalism makes us focus on linear exponential mm. success. And fucking private school makes you think that's what's mm. important. But what's success is a roundness and a fullness and a richness of life and being really good at life and living and Absolutely. accepting yeah. life and, and loving life. And Definitely. that's what right. life should be about. Life should go this yeah. way, not this way. <laughs> I, I think we've all in this room, I don't want to speak for everyone, but I've learned some stuff off you today. Has everyone else? Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Yeah. definitely. Yeah. Buy a dog bowl. Yeah. <laughs> You all have such rich, interesting, Thank fascinating you. lives that I'd much rather talk about. Have you ever heard of own. a guy called Latex Trooper? Oh, no, who's that? <laughs> Kaz, can you please tell Tugger about the Stinger yeah. story? The oh, two yes, Stinger stories. Wait, which one? The, oh, the Stinger Nettles. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, okay. I need to hear this. Right. Have, you, have you done Nettle fetish? <laughs> no, no, not yet. I was fascinated. Sounds better when you say Battery. 
Mike, mic. yeah, move your yeah. mic. <laughs> to which position? Near your mouth. Near your mouth. Who's towards me? Yeah. 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 Not over your chin. How's that, darling? There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, can I just start by asking Mr. Yeah. Jane? Yeah. Um, have you played for Nettles yourself yet? No, and I, no. I'm dying to now. <laughs> Why is he sorry? Well, nettles. stinging nettles. Nettles. I think normally Sting they nettles. grow sort of around summertime, don't they? Yeah. So yeah. it's the best time. So when they're next in growth, do you come around and see me? And um, maybe we I can... I will be there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I've had a few slaves that are into this fetish. So the fetish is basically, they like the... They're kind of masochist. They like the pain it's of stinging nettles though. upon them. But I think there's a bit... Of, would you say a bit of humiliation there as well, maybe? Yeah, with yeah. the idea of someone beating you with nettles, it's quite silly as a concept, isn't it? So Definitely. Yeah, yeah, so I think they're quite prepared to let go just to be the, like, uninhibited, humiliated and just experience some abject silliness. Mm-hmm. Sorry, silliness even. <laughs> <laughs> it's <Cheers>. the wine. <laughs> um, uh-huh. yeah, so the first one they encountered just wore this kind of like skin-tight latex catsuit all the way down to his ankles up to his neck and the, the goal of the game was to just stuff all these freshly picked stinging nettles down, unzip uh-huh. it, stiff, stuck them down, and then um, he had to roll all over the floor just to make them like stick in deeper mm. so they really get into the skin then. How did you not so, get stung? Well, we wore rubber gloves, those two oh, of us. Okay. We had these black latex clubs. We so didn't clever, care. You. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I was <laughs> going to say, like, head of the game here, Kaz. <laughs> Darling, I don't suffer for my art. <laughs> <laughs> I like. No, my life is my art. Like my art no. is my life. We take precautions. Yes, so, I like it. So that was kind of a little bit That's weird. That's for the customers. Bye bye. That's his thing. So, so wait, so what was the objective? Was he had to roll around and make himself more stung? Yes. yes. That, yeah, I mean, and, and just make himself feel rid- And I said to him afterwards, I said, so what do you actually get out of this? I understand mm. that you're I love a bit masochistic. Mm. You enjoy the pain. When mm. you go home and you just saw... Yeah. What you? What's your mindset? And he said, yeah. "I like having a memento from the session and a reminder of what I've put myself through for my mistresses." Yeah, that's why I like so, impact for that and giving yeah. bruises. Yeah. I love that, that. So it all comes into play. Yeah, it does. It? Oh, Definitely. that's so cool. And what about the other time? Yeah, and mm. the second time we um, popped a speculum, different guy in his bottom to yeah. open him up, yeah, and then rubber me? gloves. I must say, rubber gloves again, always. What did you pop? A speculum. speculum. So you know a when a lady goes for a smear <laughs> test, yeah. And they pop a little spectacle in and open Some, it up. Like this tugger. Right. It's a well, metal he brought one of these with him. Medical. Right. So we could pop it in, open him up. Pop it in what? His asshole, tugger. <laughs> yeah, I like to be pacific here because I want to know what the popping is. Bottom. Huh? Yeah. Bottom. He put up his asshole. <laughs> up his Right. Yep. The nettle went in. <laughs> Got the nettle. Yeah, you put, you, you oh. put it in. Yeah, we yeah. put the nettle in the butt. But we're taking it quite slowly. We're like tickling it round. Slowly, slowly. Is that okay? He was like, yeah, just stuff them in. Give them to me. And we're like, oh, shit. Okay, wow. all right, fine. Yep, here we go. Get us. How many are we oh. talking here? Well, we had about three bagfuls. Three bags. I was just about yeah. to say, bar yeah. bar butthole. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh wow, God, that's loads. <laughs> that is yeah. Okay, wow, that must really, really hurt. I kept looking at his face, expecting him to go. No, yeah, like, stop, stop. But even if you stop, like that pain is so continuous. Yeah, God, yeah. that's fascinating. That's what Don't you just love people? About it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing, you know. The variety. Like, expecting someone to just break down in front of you, and the minute they just don't, they're like, "Give yeah. me more." I'm like, 
yeah kink is, a, kink is a real avenue of strength and it's uh you know people do like it's a very subversive space and a liminal space where you cross the threshold to like be able to exist and as a human being in in a way that society tells you you're not allowed to normally and that is so freeing what's the most bizarre demands you've had Oh, licking baby food food off my toes. I mean, that doesn't sound that 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 honestly. I've not. I honestly haven't had that many crazy requests. And a lot of people want to like get a piggyback off me, which I don't do. I don't do anything like wrestling <laughs> or anything that could put me in a vulnerable position. I don't do. But I get a lot of requests for piggybacks. <laughs> so is, is this men that want to feel vulnerable and small? Do you think? Mm, yeah, I guess so. Wrestling is a, an interesting one. There's a really cool uh, dom called Anastasia that does a lot of wrestling, and uh, she's going to teach me how to do it properly. But I sort of don't want to put myself in a position like where I could F. be. Cool? Because you only need to do about two or three holds that they're like particularly after. But when you're like big and tall and strong like me, that's what often can be the case. But I would rather use that in my in impact. That's more like. It's controlled, you know. I feel much more in control of that. But yeah, I haven't had, I don't think I've had anything crazy asked of me. I wouldn't do anything extreme or anything I wouldn't feel comfortable with just for the sake of doing it because I think that's wrong. At the, mo at the stage that I'm at, I would need the experience to do it first. I'm not going to do something I don't think I could be good Can at I doing. Can I ask what mummification is? Oh, mummification. So that is um, the wrapping of the body in like basically black cling film. Or, or a cling film. Well, it, you get black. It's called palette wrap. You get palettes that are wrapped in this stuff, <sighs> and that's what they want to be wrapped Can't in. Like but you can use cling film as well. Well, yeah, yeah. that's the point. <laughs> <laughs> but not to the point of actual suffocation. Are these people like to be close to passing so out? So it's called breath, breath play, which is a kind of edge play. Breath yeah. play. Breath play. Yeah. Breath play. So that is what. You know, a lot of breath play has been involved in unfortunate incidents in the past where people... In have... excess. Exactly. <sighs> Loved him. Anyway, yes, that is, uh, you know, Literally. a bad a bad example of, of that going wrong. But when that's in a controlled environment with somebody who knows what they're doing, um, obviously it's a very euphoric experience, etc. But it's also a sense of being restricted um, and not being able to move and being at the mercy or the will of somebody else. And that's just a complete submission, basically. You know, you're giving that over. But you do you measure? know what is funny yep. as fuck is getting them to that place in the first place because <laughs> you have to wrap them up and it's the least <laughs> glamorous, <laughs> the least glamorous thing <laughs> ever. Yeah, or like, you need to get it like under the butt. You're like, what? <laughs> but these are like, you know, not small people. <laughs> Usually. <laughs> Do you, it's very unglamorous. Do you have <laughs> contingency plans for a medical emergency? Of course, yeah. But in that in that sense, I would never ever put myself or the person in a position where that wouldn't, you know. Uh, for example, if somebody's if I'm doing impact with somebody that is hitting them with an instrument, um, and they're being tied to something. My friend Connor off of Paraphilia magazine, who I worked on with that, I was his assistant on this amazing uh, magazine called Paraphilia, which is um, a contemporary, well, ask the question, what is contemporary BDSM? So basically my whole thing is like the advocate, uh, being an advocate of the contemporization of BDSM, because I think it could do with being brought into the 21st century a bit more. Anyway, my friend Connor, who's an amazing rope and shibari uh, artist, said, what if they faint? 
that's the question you should always ask yourself if if what if they faint will they fall so make sure that people are always in a stable position that if anything happened to them if they like lost you know consciousness which hopefully they won't do uh they wouldn't be in a position where they would fall and hit their head so that is a question that you always ask yourself if, if somebody's in bondage or if somebody's restrained make sure that they're if they fell or if they passed out that they wouldn't be hurt basically so that's the thing safety is hugely paramount like i say i would never engage in a activity where i didn't feel comfortable knowing what i was doing so you're not going to invest in one of those things they put you in oh yeah (laughs) kinks include hyperbaric chambers (laughs) (laughs) 20 grand that cost me 20 thank god for travel insurance wow it was about 800 dollars an hour and i was down there for like 15 hours (laughs) plus all the care i had the best i was so lucky i had amazing care i was very very lucky thank god thank god for travel insurance Mm. get travel insurance (laughs) (laughs) so yeah what what is your goal with this now you're expanding your yeah. operation i mean it's really interesting because part of me is like obviously i still want to do things with theater and acting and i do i'm i'm as much an advocate for the contemporization of bdsm but also like for the liberation of people who are kinky within the arts because i think it can be such a uh stigma still it's like a final frontier like you know it might we might have the aesthetic in 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 the world at the minute like kim kardashian like covering herself in like fetish clothing but if people found out were found out to be into kink they would probably lose their jobs still people don't put their faces on on apps and they're scared of losing their job it's ridiculous Mm. you know i i Mm. think it's absolutely ridiculous so I always found it a struggle to be... Well, people should out- be allowed to be themselves. Precisely. And it doesn't affect how I how I do my job. It's like in the 70s, people were losing their jobs for being gay. I mean, it's ridiculous. So we're in, we're still in that place. Uh, we'll hopefully, we'll, we'll get out of that place. Or, you know, the stigmatization surrounding sex work and the police taking sex workers more seriously and everything like that. There's still a lot to do. But... Um, I would like to combine both those worlds. So my background in theatre, my background in acting, and my passion and love for kink and the curation of BDSM. I want to run a studio space and have my own space, not just as a dungeon, but as like an art space that's either queer positive or sex positive for people who are kinky that are also musicians, artists, photographers, other doms, sex workers that need a safe space that isn't a fucking fortune in London. That's what I want to do. Well, I know, but, (laughs) but, you know, it's private, it isn't council run because the council are always, always, like my friends at Verboten are just, uh, which is a amazing fetish club, are, are, who work so hard to, to cement the existence of it in a, in safe consensual play. Anyway, they're they're odds with, they're loggerheads with the council all the time, and it's ridiculous because it, it should be able You've to. You've got to have the dream to make it come true. Yeah, and yeah. they have the drive, and I would like that. So somehow, my my goal is to yeah get investment to uh, have the space in a couple of years' time. Clink. So that's what I would like to do. Yeah, that's my plan. So Togo, what do you think about kink? Um, in what way? Well, what you've heard today. Well, kink is. It's been around. It's nothing new, is it? No, it's nothing new. You could invest in sex wing. Nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing wrong with with people wanting to do themselves. It's been around from hundreds and thousands of years ago. Really, it's nothing new. Um, everyone's different. I believe everyone's different. Um, I've got my own opinion about some of the stuff people request to get done. <laughs> like what? Like what? 
<laughs> I believe some of the some of the people requesting. I think there's some mental health involved there. My like opinion. What? Um, uh, when people want to be wrapped up like a mummy, someone's not well there. I, I mean, I don't. Fine. I mean, that's I, my opinion. I think that I think, I, I think there's a thin line. I think there's a thin line between doing kinky stuff and doing something a bit. That's just how I feel about yeah, it. Yeah, sure. I you think know? it'd be interesting because I that. think because because um and I think because I think we, we want to talk about this on 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 a level of creating awareness in a good way mm. for people and mental health is a big topic of it, but I think there's still it needs to be is. <clears throat> It's a bit of a thin line between some of the, like even you yourself as a worker, you still could be in danger when you go to but see don't some you clients think that, and stuff. That, 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 that this, what's dangerous surrounding yeah. the topic of me being in danger stems from, no, let me say this right because I want, it's a really important factor in all of this and I feel like I'm going to get it wrong because I feel so passionately about it. Yeah. What is dangerous is the attitude surrounding it and somebody going, yeah. oh, you want to be wrapped in cling film, that's mental. That, to me, is a bit more dangerous than thinking, oh, well, let's take a step back and think why that person's into that. That's right. I think why, so that's my question. You know why I mean? would you, why, is that per, why does that person feel he wants to be wrapped in cling film? Yeah, but that's not a dangerous question. That's no, a really interesting psychological question. That it's not just interesting. It could, be, it, could be, it could be detrimental to the person. Depending why he I wants. I don't know why you think that because, because depending really on why because we don't because we don't know why that person's thinking like. But that. why that specifically? I think that is one of the most safest and and and. Jane, is it? Can I you ask you? Is it even sexual? Can it it's send sexual back to what do you some mean? kind of? That's not a yeah, I know, but just just comfort. the nature. Yeah, exactly. I agree. Just the yeah, nature yeah, of it. Yeah. It stems. It stems from somewhere to me. It stems from somewhere of an uncomfortable place. Is it maybe a demon or but something? Is it what's uncomfortable about them? Or are you projecting onto yourself because you? No, find not but projecting onto myself. I'm giving my opinion on these people. Maybe them getting it done is not the answer. But uh, I think you're projecting your opinion on them rather than. What you think. No, I'm, not project, I'm not projecting my opinion on them. I I'm think project- you are. I, <laughs> I think see. you're projecting well, your fear. I see both sides here. Like, <laughs> no, I haven't got no fear. I just, I, I yeah, just think because men, mental health is real. Mental, mental health, health is, real. is real. So if if the weird the weird of the stuff people request, there's issues behind that. That's my opinion. So are you saying that if someone's into a kink, they've got a mental health issue? No, if someone wants to be no, it's to let no, I someone no, not at all. I'm kinky. I'm, I might be the most kinky motherfucker in this room. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> but it's the level. And that name. I'm an I'm a animal. Why is that? It's the level of kink we're talking about. I'm, I, I get down. I get down the way I get down. Do you understand where I'm coming from? So, Pull your wine. Yeah. Get your wine. Say again. Just, just to play to, devil's advocate, yeah. I'm not disagreeing with you. Mm. So what if someone's into feet and the other person's into latex? I don't mean that deep. It's just when she said rap like a mummy and things, because people have got some very that. extreme it's just got a name. things. It's just a but name. that's extreme to you, right? It's extreme to you. It's yeah. not sexual to me, and it's, it's, and it's not, extreme. Mm, and yeah, it's but, da- I like what you said. It's dangerous. So it's only really dangerous if it's done incorrectly. But, but, so but, but who's walking say, on the pavement? I know, but <laughs> why are we going to? Why are we? I don't think something so dangerous if it's done incorrectly. Lots of things can be done incorrectly and be dangerous. I think it's taking drugs is dangerous if it's done incorrectly. Yeah, that's why it's better to be avoided. I think it could go both ways. Exactly. I can so when something, when something is potentially dangerous... You shouldn't do it. No. Exactly. But everything's dangerous. Everything I think that's dangerous. silly to say. So, that's no, I'm not saying, I'm not saying the person can't do it. Can be dangerous. But if the person but wants to do it, that's a men, that, I didn't say mental health. 
Maybe a, a mental incapacity might be the so one. You could say that about any say. Jen's kink is coming out. Hold on, we can't talk over each other. No, you're getting me twisted. I don't. I mean certain levels of it to me. No one's here, Mike. Some of it's so extreme to me. I think, I think, I honestly think that there's some mental health somewhere along the line. My opinion. I think that it could be therapeutic. But it could be dangerous if the, the person has a serious mental health issue. Exactly. That it's a, that it's exactly. a symptom and of. And what my point is, Sean, so in could, this day and age, either, in this day and yeah, age yeah. mental health is so, so real. Yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah, a yeah. lot of people suffering from it and in, in all different ways. Yeah. So it's very delicate. <laughs> but the thing me. is, if that person out. doesn't yeah. enable, that's, that's ena- enable this to that's come facts. out of them with you and suppresses it, it could become even more problematic. True. You could be a doctor for these people. Yeah. Yes, well, yeah. I think, I it think does feel like therapy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I could imagine yeah. it is. Well, I'm just saying that. Yeah, it's it's kind of it's yeah. Think, it's, of course yeah. it is because you're not having sex with them. You're doing yeah. things with them. Yeah, but even if you were having sex with them, even people who are escorts and companions, it's still some form of therapy to these people who need company and who need uh, direction Absolutely. and need an outlet to Absolutely. the whatever they want to express, as long as it's done healthily and consensually. As long as it's done healthily and consensually, but that's like should that's, be the that's case. That's the big. That's the big. As and if is a big word. That's what we're talking about. So who should police this? Yeah, who should police this? I don't know. Read um, Revolting Prostitutes by Juno Matt. Who police police this? I don't know. Like, does anyone here he, like the police? Who can police? Oh, <laughs> no one can police that. No, no one can. Re- no one can really do it. The thing is, even though this, how can someone cop outfit and I'll police it? How can someone police their own personal life? It's personal. Please, please oh, read this book. Why are we I'd taking this podcast? <laughs> We've gone next level. I would really like for everybody to read this book. What's yeah, it's I'm called get that on my Revolting Prostitutes: The Fight for Sex Workers' Rights by Molly Smith and Juno Mac. Everybody read this if they're interested in sex workers' rights, which you should be. Read the book. Now, Jen, five minutes ago announced she wants to reveal her king. Ooh! It's Ooh! fucking interesting. Now. Everyone's king is interesting. Well, no, I was just going to make a point. Like, mm. on both sides, my king is fucking in the rain, right? Is <gasps> Fucking in the rain. In the rain? Yeah. That's good. So, <laughs> but what is, it could be a mental health risk if it was no. acid rain. What if there was a flash? Acid rain? Where are you going to get acid <laughs> rain? What, what Where are you going to get acid rain? Be hallucinogenic. You're not going to get acid rain unless you're in some, <laughs> some wait, wait, some tropical, wait, I don't know, wait, where'd you get acid My rain? town, my whole That's town, safe. Fucking they invented witness. the roofs for double-decker buses in my town because of the acid rain, really? it's, a, it's a chemical manufacturing town. Oh, oh yeah. 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 yeah, in Arizona? Yeah. Right by St. Helens. Oh, yeah. oh right by St. Helens. Yeah. Yeah. So there's sex with this. Ask, ask, oh, share about a visit to my town. I think sex in oh, the rain is pretty okay. safe. As long as it's not acid rain. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you're not in with less. That, that's so. a good like that's what I mean. There's so many different types. That's why please do not say I'm anti kink. I'm not I nothing didn't, again. I didn't no. say you're anti-kink. There's so many different types of fetishes and kinks. Like you just said you you just did you start off by saying it was boring or something? Sex what did you in say? The rain, well no, it's a bit it might be considered vanilla, it might not be extreme, but I just it's still find it's it fascinating. Still, right. kink is, so to you kink is it is what it is. Yeah, water sex. Yeah. A lot of people think kink and BDSM has it's to be. It's not dangerous. You might get a cold. The only thing you might have is pneumonia. So, in the rain, in what environment then? What would be underneath yeah. you? It's not just rain, it's um, like on water the beach, sex. on the grass. Well, on not the sex. beach, you get sand in you. <laughs> yeah, or in the sea, in the sea, it's water a bit too. Sex. Bath? Water, in the water. It's quite kinky. Yeah. Um, Hot bath. Mm, not so much. Cold rain? Cold water. Jacuzzi? Considerably. Bubbles. 
Do you like? Do you like? Um, <laughs> right, let me have a anyway. I was in one of I've done it in the swimming pool in a hotel in Torquay. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, so swimming pool. I've done it in. Um, beach, yes, but the sand is sand not good. Is a no go for me. Yeah, yeah it's disgusting. You get it on fucking days. Um, Western Supermare Beach. It's <laughs> quite pebbly though, isn't it? I'm gonna get pebbles. So in. basically, you're no, an exhibitionist. Sandy, that one. I think so. Yeah. yeah, there we go. Big exhibitionist. Yeah. I've got a funny story about that, actually. I'll give you this one. Um, I was having sex outdoors in a park. Yeah, I was really quite young. Not too young, obviously. And we were, I was having sex with my boyfriend at the time. And he, I could smell this really fucking funny smell. And I was like, what's that smell? What's that smell? Anyway, he lifted his hand up. He was on top and it just had a load of dog shit on it. Oh, 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 Nice. Oh. Oh. I was like, we got to stop this now. And I had my cousin's jacket on. He just wiped it all over. Oh. Oh. And put me off. No. Oh. I'll ask you a question. I'll ask you a question. That was so Have you met people with fetishes for these kind of things? Dog poo? Because you've met people oh. with the dog bowls and the dog oh. food. Yeah, I, I, anything to do with animals or children is obviously off limits. Yeah. Right. But they, but they exist, right? Well, that's not... You just don't do it, but no, it, it's out there, people, right? People legal. are into fecal matter. No, but it exists. Oh, yeah, fecal matter. That's what I mean. Human fecal matter. Human yeah, fecal matter. I mean, I'm not... I'm not in, I don't, I'm not interested in that, and I don't offer that. But thank God. Are, well, not thank God the people that are and that are interested in that, that's fine, but... I don't um, think it is. I've well, not met any fem- female doms that are. Yeah, that's no, there are... They, no, I haven't, but there are some that are. That but, is no, I next level. It is. It's pretty fascinating. Yeah. Well, uh, on that note, it's the party crew. Mummification. We're going to end with mummification. <laughs> we can do wrapping it. it up. Hey. Wrap it up. <laughs> I'm going to wrap a spliff. <laughs> <laughs> we're all good. We're all good. Has anyone got any final questions, observations? Mate, I think like you're one I'd just like to say this, I, it's been absolutely ridiculous that we uh, wanted to sit well, here and talk about my life. Thank you so much. No, you're welcome. <laughs> you are a force of nature, Jane. Uh, you know. are you. unique. I've never met anyone like you, honestly. You've blown me away. And we've interviewed a lot of people. Really? And you've, yeah. still, you've yeah. still got so many stories I can tell. I so if you just want to see a part two, let us know. Definitely. Check out Powerful So you're, we're, oh, we're, yes. we're going we're gonna to put your Instagram down there if you want to reach out yeah, to Yeah, the underscore... Wait, no. Scratch that. Yeah, the Jane underscore Gray is my Instagram. Um, it's, it's what it is. And then I think it's the underscore Jane Gray. I'm on Twitter. I don't love social media. It got, it's quite fun, but I'm not like massively <laughs> prolific on there. But it's good. If you want to see a video of a pigeon that lasts nine seconds long. Yeah. <laughs> it's got 20 million views. It's viral. It's a viral pigeon. Stupid viral video. A pigeon video. jumping through bread. Stupid. That's on your TikTok, so is it? Uh, yeah, but that's like real life TikTok. Okay. Uh, and and that's, that's a real life pigeon. Yeah. So, so um, just quickly, if anyone is interested in supporting the BDSM community or if anybody would like to read further about um, prolific and interesting uh, articles and photography and like modern curation of BDSM, I was asked by my really dear friend Connor to be an assistant editor and just general help on his magazine, which is called Paraphilia. This is the second copy it's just in print oh my god print magazines these days so we've got amazing articles 
photographs. We won't show too much of that. Oh yeah, shit. So <laughs> yeah. this is Blood really, really great to have yeah. your support, and uh, it also exists on the internet as Paraphilia Collective. So come support us, please. Thanks, thanks, thanks. Excellent. Um, <laughs> Jen and Kaz have got their own YouTube channel now. Yes, Kaz and Jen talks. Check it out. Nice. Yeah. Uh, link will be in the description so, box below this video. <laughs> oh yeah, I have a website. It's called thejanegray.com. Yeah. Right, so please let us know what you thought about this video. If you've had <laughs> as much as of a laugh as if you've learned things, if you did, by no means, please do not show your kinks in the comments. <laughs> and, um, in the live chat, please. If you want to listen Unless to some dance hall, go and click down on Tragic's <laughs> channel. And, uh, <laughs> or if you'd like to buy some kinky music, <laughs> you can get kinky to my music. <laughs> oh, thanks everyone, that was Thank brilliant. You. Thank, yeah, you so Thank, Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Here at Boomer and Jen, we offer a wide range of organic or recycled clothing. We all know our planet is important. We only have this one. So it's vital that we all work together to slow down and reverse the changes to the environment. Whilst we all know that big industry are having a significant effect on pollution, here at Boomer and Jen, we believe that if we all make small changes, we can do our part. Fast fashion causes detrimental effects to the planet. Not only is nearly 20% of global wastewater produced by the fast fashion industry, but there is a considerable amount of fast fashion ending up in landfill. So let's move away from fast fashion items that are only worn once or twice and start wearing extremely comfortable, durable and environmentally friendly clothing and ethical jewellery. Boomer and Jen was founded in a quiet town in Devon in 2018. It has now gone from strength to strength as the world is becoming more aware of the current climate situation, helping our customers to buy sustainable, quality clothing. All of our products are fair trade and registered with the Global Organic Textiles Standard Association. Check us out on Organic Cotton Clothing this podcast is sponsored by Gadfly Press. We are proud to announce the publication of Britain's number one art forger, Max Brandert, The Life of a Cheeky Faker. And from the back cover blurb, Max the Forger is an artist and gentleman whose colourful lifestyle has spanned over 70 years. He has lived under the strict regime of Bernardo's children's homes, been an elephant handler in the circus, lived rough, busked his way from Brighton to Bombay, sold his fakes up and down the country, dined with dukes, socialised with celebrities, associated with gangsters, served time in prison, and donated tens of thousands to charity. And through it all, he has never stopped smiling and loving life. 
and missing his mum. Quote from the book. Mr. Brandrett, I do not see you as a malicious criminal, sighed the judge. But why, oh why, do you continue to use your God-given talent in this way? I just can't help myself, Your Honour. It's like an addiction, I grinned. Available worldwide on Amazon. Link in the description box below this video. Thank you for supporting our sponsor. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.